0: super talk mississippi media production
1: taylor swift is coming to new orleans and margaritaville resort biloxi and super talk are giving away a free pair of tickets for your chance to win go register now at margaritaville resort biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from margaritaville and super talk 103.1
2: howdy howdy it's rhino here and i wanted to say thank you for listening to middays with gerard gibbert here on super talk mississippi
3: everyone and welcome to midday super talk mississippi i'm your host gerard gibbert along with rhino in the element wealth studios guiding you through the middle of your day with facts fodder and fine music on this friday eve Ooh, we have made it to friday eve one day at a time as they say that was one an old step closer to the weekend yeah it is that was an old television series right one it day at a time sounds right yeah. yeah i think i remember that Valerie Bertinelli starred in it. Uh, Anyhow, we are here. We got quite the lineup in store for you today. Michael Cassidy, candidate for Mississippi's Congressional District 3, comes on the program at 1020. And then at 1205, Speaker of the House Philip Gunn. We're going to uh, learn a bit about some of them laws that go into effect July 1 from the Speaker and also get his perspective on how Mississippi may respond from a legislative perspective perspective if uh, Roe is overturned. So the Supreme Court, by the way, just released its decisions for the day. I believe it is done. And the Roe decision was not among them.
2: I saw reported that they announced they would have another decision day tomorrow. That's right. They added a decision
3: day to the calendar. Now, I'm not sure how all that legal procedure works, but apparently that has been a decreed uh, tomorrow and then the final day, Monday. So here's the bottom line we There's got two like days left.
2: 12, 13 cases left in front of them. Okay.
3: Gotcha. Um, So the bottom line is, tomorrow or Monday, we're going to get a decision. And there are abundant concerns, as there should be, that violence may break out. What is this group? Jane's Revenge or something like that? Is that the group that's, is that their name? Uh,
2: I forget the one with Jane. I know you got Ruth Sinus, which is just abhorrent.
3: I think it's Jane's Revenge. Why do I think that? I don't know. Something like that. Uh, somebody's Revenge. <laughs> uh, you can hear me typing, looking the it Jane
2: up. The Jane Collective pops up when you try to Google it. Uh, I don't think that's right. It is Jane's revenge. Jane's Revenge, yeah. yeah. Had it right first time. So, apparently,
3: law enforcement officials are concerned that they may take to violence if the Supreme Court overturns Roe. Is this an abortion terror group, or is it a hoax? Don't know. But can you make any assumptions and conclusions these days when you have so much craziness going on?
2: Well, I think the reason you've got even a grain of salt there for the hoax is because, from what I've seen, the Jane's Revenge people have been the ones that have taken credit for the vandalism of churches and family planning clinics and stuff like that. But I don't think there's been any prosecution or any evidence connecting them, so that very well could be a bunch of people sitting in basement somewhere taking credit for other people's work.
3: Yeah. You know, to some extent, the fact that the president has not, I think, been very vocally stern in imploring these uh these, these protesters that have threatened violence, including th- numerous death threats, right, on Supreme Court justices, I mean, those have been su- substantiated, he really hasn't said a whole lot. It's almost like giving them a ticket, go do this. Once again, pandering to his base, and it may sound like it's hyperbole, folks, but Could one conclude that they'd be okay with the death of a Supreme Court justice, even foul play, one caused by foul play, if they get their way on this case? Is that over the top?
2: Uh, For the vast majority, it may be, but we've already seen time and time again the craziest people on the fringes of the left and right of the and spectrum. Right.
3: absolutely i mean
2: more than willing and more than capable of doing really stupid really crazy things in the name of their beliefs let, and let's in the
3: interest of balance and full disclosure though we are an, under no obligation to do so this is an opinion show as we've discussed many times there's now surfaced video that has been authenticated, where there were wackos that broke into the Capitol on the 6th and said, hang my pants, right? Right. That's substantiated. Right. That's just truth on fact. On video. On video. Now, is that fringe elements? Well, I think so. I don't think most people feel that way. But unfortunately, in our world today, you're just guilty by association, right? That's what we're watching Uh, what we're witnessing, I should say, in our society. And in this case, I think those that are pro-choice, that are threatening to hang Supreme Court justices or execute them, they're fringe elements, clearly, and do not align with the overwhelming majority of people who are pro-choice. But, again, I say, leaders have got to step in, and in this case, President Biden, and say, Hey, guys, that's over the top. This is what you have a right to do. This is where you're breaking the law. Not only that, it's completely inappropriate. And I'm still concerned that these justices will have to maybe stay uh, incognito for a while and not return to their places of residence where everybody knows where it is because they've doxed them all and publicly uh, disclose that, their place of residence, even threatening to execute their children. It's insanity. In the meantime, we did get a, a rather important ruling today, just a little while ago. The Supreme Court has shot down, how about that, the New York rule that set a very high bar for concealed handgun licenses. Shot it down. It's, it's like almost impossible to get a handgun in the state of New York, seriously. And the court ruled that it was overly restrictive and that their laws were unconstitutional. So I would say this would be a win for the Second Amendment and a win for advocates of preservation thereof. So it's good news coming out of the Supreme Court. I still think we are going to get a ruling that will overturn Roe, and the left will say abortion is no longer available in this country, and that is total horse hockey. It simply adheres to the Constitution, and in particular the Tenth Amendment says we're returning that control, that decision, to the states, where it should be, period. I mean, in many cases, literally, it's crossed the state line, if that's the situation. And their are private companies in all sorts of states that are busy crafting policy in the private sector, legislation in the public sector, to assist and aid those who are residents of states that might totally ban abortion or severely limit it, restrict it, such as the state of Mississippi, to help them travel to a state that will uh, continue to have it as legal, so they can get it done. I mean, we've got the private sector, in particular, numerous reports of companies that are busy changing their HR policies specifically to address that. You work for us in a state where it's banned, you want to seek reproductive health care uh, and have an abortion? Okay. We'll pay for it under our benefits package for you to travel to a state where it's legal. So all that's coming. But lots of crazy stuff uh, going on out there. The president yesterday, he's found yet another culprit, another target to blame for the high price of gas. Guess who's never mentioned? You know, you get three guesses of who's never mentioned as a culprit and the first two don't count, of course. That would be the president himself. This time, He's going after mom-and-pop gas station owners. And, Rhino, I I look for the video. I couldn't find any dead gum video yet. I think I've got it. Where he talks down. You got it? Yeah. We'll get that. How about we save that? We got uh, Mr. Cassidy coming on next for an interview. Let's save it for after that. It's another one of those sort of creepy deals. (laughs) Yeah. All right, we will take a break right here. We're in the Element Well Studios when we return. Michael Cassidy, candidate for Mississippi's Congressional District 3. Stay with us.
4: Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. We've got hand-washing stations with soap, paper towels, and water, and we've also got hand sanitizers to rent or sell. Please give us a call, 601-879-3969.
5: Hey, this is Security Joe with Discount Gun Safe in Pearl. Did you hear that? That sounds like another gun's been stolen from someone's home. Don't risk the loss of your firearms or items important to you. Get a Liberty Safe from Discount Gun Safe. We know everything has gone up. Gas, gas. the cost of living that's why discount gun safe has all remaining liberty safes in stock for 10 percent off through the end of the month yep 10 percent off security joe wants to save you some dough you still deserve a vacation and you can go away with the peace of mind that your firearms are safe at home to make it even easier we offer 12 months same as cash Oh, boy. Sounds like that might be another stolen gun. Protect your family and your home with a Liberty Safe from Discount Gun Safe. 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl or call 601-939-8233. Protect your family and your home with a Liberty Safe from Discount Gun Safe. 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl or call 601-939-8233
4: Time is Canon time.
2: Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson.
0: We service Nissans. We also service other makes and models. We'll keep your vehicle ready for your summertime travels. We are open six days a week and no appointment is needed. Nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. <laughs>
9: He vote for a continued resolution to fund a government, unfortunately, Planned Parenthood and a Tom's aid those are two of the things that are placed in
7: there. It's official. Congressman Guest admitted he voted twice to fund Planned Parenthood. His excuse is that it was part of another important bill. And that's where Guest and I differ. My Christian faith has taught me that it's not enough to be pro-life just when it's easy. You have to be pro-life when it's tough. Please vote pro-life by voting Cassidy in the June 28th runoff. This is Michael Cassidy, candidate for Congress, and I
10: approve this message. Paid for by Cassidy. For Congress.
11: Hello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. Right. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go.
3: Welcome everyone, to midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are in the Element Wealth Studios. We thank you so much for joining us. And joining us now is Michael Cassidy. He's a candidate for Mississippi's 3rd Congressional District. Good morning, Michael. Thanks for joining us.
7: George, sure, Thanks for having me on. Just uh, something to follow up on uh, your interview last week with Mr. Guest. You were talking about the uh, Supreme Court police bill. Uh, for a couple minutes, and something that never came up is the fact Mr. Gatts didn't even vote on the bill. He's missed something like 40% of the last three months of votes up in U.S. Congress. I just wanted to clarify the record for people on that.
3: Okay, I got you. So uh, I want to start out with uh, understanding a little bit about your residency. Can you give us a description of that? Because I know that's come up some on the campaign. Uh, Tell us how you ended up in Mississippi, where you live now.
7: Yes, sir. I'd be happy to. So that's been one of the uh, more despicable slurs that the guest campaign has used against me is carpetbagger, um, And that demeans, uh, well, it really demeans his own campaign when he uses words like that. And it also demeans uh, all of our service members in the military who uh, they we don't have a choice in where we get stationed. We go where the, the Navy tells us to. So I joined. Uh, I was raised in Virginia, um, born in Maryland, but I was raised in Virginia and I was up. In Arlington, um, on September 11th, when the uh, plane hit the World Trade Center, hit the Pentagon. And uh, that is what motivated me, that anger at all uh, our enemies that would do harm to our country. That's what motivated me to join the Navy. And I thought, you know, what's the coolest thing you could do in in the military? And some people might disagree, but they're wrong. Uh, The coolest thing you can do is to fly jets off aircraft carriers. Uh, in the Navy, kind of just like the uh, uh, the most recent Top Gun movie, that was that was me. Um, and so I got uh, I got lucky enough with a pilot slot with some hard work. I flew f 18 out of Virginia Beach um, for the Navy. Then in 2016, they said uh, you're going to go be an instructor pilot in Meridian, Mississippi. And so I did that. Got off active duty a year and a half ago, um, and I stayed here. So I live in Lauderdale County. I like it, like the community, uh, like the jobs. So I still fly as a maintenance test pilot and I still fly in the Navy Reserves. And so the question is, I've lived here for six years. I've been in Mississippi for seven years now. And the, but part of the, what the attack is that people say, I just moved here a year ago. That's not, that's not the case. I've been here for six years, but every Navy pilot, we go through Pensacola, Florida, and Florida's got a good law, but they don't have a state income tax. So every Navy pilot, just about, we change our legal residency to Florida, no matter where we get stationed, we stay Florida residents. And so, I was a Florida resident when I was on active duty. I voted uh, in Florida. So 2016, 2020, voted for Trump. Uh, then I got off active duty 18 months ago, became a Mississippi resident, registered to vote. And I voted in every election since I got off active
3: duty. Okay. So you'll pay income taxes in the state of Mississippi now, right? Because your income is is produced in Mississippi. Uh, yes, sir. That's correct. Okay.
7: Are you married? Uh, nope, not married.
3: Uh, what is your religious affiliation?
7: So I'm Christian, been Christian my whole life, uh, got raised that way, uh, in a, uh, Episcopal church, uh, but now in Meridian, I go to a Presbyterian church. And and that's really, you know, that's a a center part of my life, uh, is Christianity. It's part of why I'm so adamantly pro-life. It's why I don't want to give a single dollar, uh, of money to, to Planned Parenthood. That's the real differentiation between my opponent and myself. I Mm -hmm. think that that is a red line. That somebody from the 3rd District of Mississippi, conservative district that we are. We should say no to any federal funding to Planned Parenthood. My opponent, he's given over a billion dollars to Planned Parenthood. I think that's what the voters had responded to on June 7th, and they will again June 28th.
3: Michael, which federal program accounts for most of Planned Parenthood's funding?
7: They get Title 10 uh, funding via Medicaid, uh, and it's something that uh, they used to, uh, as the largest uh, provider of abortions in, uh, in the nation, it's also something that, and I just learned this recently, that they, in some states, that they give children sex hormones, whether it's puberty, puberty blockers, something like that 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 is something that is being funded by the federal government, that you're trying to turn a boy into a girl, which is right. impossible.
3: Right, but it's, but it's Medicaid. I'm sorry to interrupt you.
7: Money to
3: I'm sorry to interrupt you, and I'm not trying to be rude, but we, just, we have a limited amount yeah, of time. just want to get to the I bottom of it. So, uh, yeah, they get about $500 million a year from Medicaid. Do members of Congress vote annually on appropriating Medicaid?
7: So what needs to happen is Republicans need to stand up. And this is what the crux of the issue is, Gerard, is that for too long, just like how we've used Roe v. Wade, people said, oh, Roe v. Wade's the, uh, the law of the land, so you know, abortion's got to happen. Well, Mississippi said, no, we're going to fight this. And hopefully within the next day or two, we'll learn that Roe v. Wade was overturned. And so we've got some real momentum on the pro-life movement. And part of that that we need to take to Congress in 2023 is we need to expand that that momentum and say no more money to Planned Parenthood. Now I can understand what Mr. Guest and other people say, well, it's part of these big appropriation bills, uh, and we got to vote
3: for It's them. really but not though, the, right? Right. Fighting. Hold on they're a second, my, my, Hold on a second, Mr. Cassie. So members of Congress do not vote on Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security, uh, a number of other statutory established uh, welfare programs, and then of course debt interest. That is mandatory spending, and Congress doesn't vote on it. They only vote on the omnibus spending bill or a continuing resolution, which is discretionary spending. That's where Title X is funding. It accounts for about $60 million to Medicaid. Their annual budget, I've been in their financial statements, is about $1.2 billion. $500 million of that comes from Medicaid, which funds Medicaid-eligible services, I'm all for kicking them out of Medicaid. The state of Texas and, and uh, Louisiana already tried, failed in the courts. It's got to be changed at the statutory level. That requires 60 votes in the Senate. How would you get that done,
7: Gerard? We have to fight for it. We have to try to get it out. We have to put this in. We have to when Republicans take over control of Congress. We have to say we are going to strip. Planned Parenthood from being one of the organizations that Medicaid can give money to. Okay. That's what we have to do. So that's what we have to fight for.
3: Do, do they receive any funding for abortions?
7: The they get money. So it's the same. The, the money that they get, it goes to the entire production. Right. Go, it goes to the entire production of their business. So the money goes. It gives the electricity that uh, goes to pr- conduct the uh, abortion. It goes yeah. to paying the rent for these facilities that conduct abortions. It goes to the, the fees, the salaries of these uh, abortionists. It yep. goes to all of those things. It is all the same. I
3: agree with you. The money's business. fungible. I wrote an article on this about six yeah. years ago, and I implored Good. the states to actually... what states control Title X, it's a grant, and in Mississippi, there's a third party from the Department of Human Services. That get, we get $4.5 million a year in Title X, and I actually implored the states to take action here and, and deny uh, organizations that provide abortions... To, to from participating in Title 10, which is a teeny tiny amount of money that Planned Parenthood gets, and you know what? The courts uh, overruled it; wouldn't let them do it. Texas tried it, and so how do we get sixty votes in the Senate? I just asked that again because the House itself can't pass legislation to ban Planned Parenthood from participating in Medicaid.
7: We have to have a backbone, Gerard. I'm glad that you've got the set. You know, we're kind of we're, we're almost there; like we're we're close to be on the same page. You're saying you don't want it. I don't want it either. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that we ha- this is what we have to go to the mat on. We have to go to the mat on life. The children, the, um, these unborn children, they can't defend themselves. We have right. to do that. We have to fight Agreed. as hard as we can. And that so, means on some of these must-fast,
3: you, must-fast. You, know tw- you know that in 2019, 2020, and 2021, Planned Parenthood uh, did not receive Title X funding. They opted out of the program unilaterally because Donald Trump passed an executive order in 2017... That said, so Title 10, as you well know, is family planning grants. Unfortunately, when Planned Parenthood and other uh, abortion providers receive those grants, they counsel abortion as an option for family planning. Trump said, you can't do that anymore. They opted out of the program. Biden gets elected. He re- immediately reverses Trump's order. I just want to point out Michael Guest's vote on Title 10 is identical to Donald Trump's.
7: So. But that's not changing the vote itself. And I'll tell you that a vote that was opposite Donald Trump was when Michael Guest voted for the January 6th Commission bill that called everybody who was up there, every Trump supporter, a domestic terrorist. Donald Trump said about that, that Michael Guest was weak yeah. and ineffective. And we see that happening when he refused to debate. Uh, Gerard, would you would you be willing to have Super Talk host a debate between us? So I love talking to you. Absolutely. Wrong I,
3: absolutely. But, I, I would.
7: Okay. Let's I need about three talk. hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be great to have just a couple of moderators out yeah. there. Me and guests asking ourselves questions. The the viewers, the listeners, they want to hear that. And I think that we could that we could really do it. Mister Guest has declined every opportunity. It's a shame. I know um, you. I know, that,
3: you've, I know actually, you've changed your position on uh, allowing anyone to purchase Tricare and Medicare. I've read your statement on that, uh, and, and of course, you, you know that. Uh, as uh, that would cost a fortune, but if people are buying into it, it really shouldn't. If they're buying the premiums, but the biggest thing is such a policy would to completely kill the private insurance business, and we would all have government health care. You've evolved on that. We got about a minute left.
7: That's why it's not my platform. I've, uh, okay. I do not support that at all. Okay. that's something you know that that's not something I support at all. And that the guests. Campaign. They they said that. They said a lot of lots. One of the things that I do want to get back on. One thing guest said on the show with you yep. that there's no pushback on, which made I understand there's short time. He said I'd attacked his family twice. That's despicable. I've never said anything okay. negative about his family. The only thing I said about his family is I complimented his son. Gotcha. I complimented his son to one of his other supporters at the polls on election day. So it is despicable.
3: Appreciate you coming time. on. We're out of time. Thank, Thank you, you Michael. Appreciate it, man. Talk to you later. No, 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 no.
12: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies and hot, high near 99. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 74. Your finally, Friday, sunny skies, high near 100 degrees. And for your Saturday, much of the same, sunny skies and hot, high near 101. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871.
13: In the runoff election, you have a clear choice. Michael Cassidy proposes $48 trillion in new federal spending. It's the last thing we need while inflation is making us pay more. To stop reckless government spending, we need a real conservative in Congress, like Michael Guest.
5: I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message because you deserve to know the truth. I have a proven conservative record fighting for you and our Mississippi values. I ask for your vote in the June 28th runoff
13: election.
10: Paid for my friends of Michael Guest.
14: President Biden is considering suspending the federal gas tax for a few months to try to bring down record prices. Senator Roger Wicker believes it'll do next to nothing to relieve the pain Americans are feeling at the pump. Wicker issued a statement blaming the administration's war on American energy for the increases and says Biden should be calling for more domestic oil and gas production. Economist and former Trump advisor Stephen Moore is ambivalent about suspending the tax.
9: That's going to cut the... Price of gas paid me fifteen cents a gallon. The price of has gone up by two dollars and fifty cents a gallon under Biden. It was it was two forty nine a gallon when Trump left office. Now it's five dollars and five cents a gallon. So you know these are band-aids.
14: Wicker calls the possible suspension of the gas tax a cheap gimmick. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
16: We're
3: back everyone, the great Tom Petty. And that would be Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. See? Oh yeah. I can't remember the drummer's name. Tom Petty, tall guy. I know you're busy looking it up. Um, so what's kind of neat about him and his kit? If you notice, if you see any pictures of him in front of his kit, only has one tom. You see that? Hmm. One. Of the, you see that one of the yeah. one mounted tom. So typically you have at least two. And then you have floor, one or more floor toms. He only has one. Kind of like the old days. Remember Ringo? He had a tom. And it used to be, in the old days, your bass drum would have a mount for one tom, and the other side of the mount, you'd have a cymbal. That's what Ringo used to play, his old Ludwig set. But this guy did, too. Kind of interesting. Steve Ferroni. Okay. Kind of a tall guy, think like. With a Gretsch set. Gretsch, okay. You don't hear that. Not, not uh, real popular in the drum-making business. I like DW drums.
2: His current kit setup is a Broadcaster in Cadillac Green Silver Duco. Oh, those are cool. Those are coming back. That is a very impressive looking set,
3: and it all really amazing. And his all own that.
2: Steve Ferrone signature snare. Oh, that's really cool. There, <laughs> if you got your own signature snare.
3: <laughs> You're a drummer if you got that. Oh me, pretty neat. Uh, appreciate Mr. Cassidy coming on. I really do, and. This I got to tell you, folks. This this whole Planned Parenthood thing is so dang convoluted and complicated. And I'm really talking about the funding model of Planned Parenthood, and I, I have discussed it numerous times on the program. And just because we all need to understand it, I think, and be, and um, be informed. And it, it's absolutely true that half of their 1.2 billion dollar budget, roughly half, 550 million or so does come from providing Medicaid-eligible services, pap smears and mammograms, and et cetera. Um, and then they also, the, the second biggest source of their revenue is from private insurers that reimburse for such services. Now, private insurers can also reimburse for abortions. abortions. Federal tax money cannot. That is in accordance with the Hyde Amendment, which, by the way, is not permanent. That has to be voted on every single year. So you could point to any Congressperson and say, "Hey, you voted for that budget which has Title Ten grant in it, grant money appropriated. It's about two hundred fifty million total for the entire United States, and that goes to the states as a grant, block grant, and then the states then apportion that out." To organizations who qualify that are engaged in, quote, family planning. This, by the way, was the brainchild of Richard Nixon in 1970 That's when it passed. The idea was we need federal money to counsel. Uh, Those that are pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant or sexually active and want to avoid getting pregnant or just everything associated with so-called family planning. And that's what Title X funds. So not only does the other thing to make make perfectly clear is there is no line item in any United States budget. that says Planned Parenthood with money attached to it. There's not one. So anytime, and you hear this frequently, and I'm not just, just picking on Mr. Cassidy here, I, did, you hear this a lot through the years. This is what prompted me to get curious, and I started digging into that in reading Planned Parenthood's annual report, which includes fairly detailed, in accordance with law, financial statements. And, and they have a board of directors, etc., of course, like any big organization like that does, that governs the organization. So I started looking at it. I said, wow, most of their money comes from Medicaid. Next on the list, private insurance. Next on the list, private donations. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the biggest donor. Way down that list is Title Ten. That is what a member of Congress votes for in either an omnibus budget bill or a continuing resolution that that is what funds discretionary spending which accounts for about 30 little more than 30 percent of total federal spending what's crazy if you think about it is that members of Congress do not cast a vote on seventy percent of what the federal government spends because those programs are on autopilot established by statute and the only way to change their funding model or anything about those programs is by changing statute, and that requires, in general, a filibuster-proof Senate or sixty votes in the Senate. So, at any point in time, the House flips, as it does frequently, and the House could say, "You know what? Uh, we're we're dra- we're offering a bill that bans." Or organizations which perform abortions from receiving and participating in Medicaid if such services are provided in the same facilities, as Mr. Cassidy points out. I actually wrote that in an op-ed in 2016, because I got curious about it. I said, geez, this Title X stuff is grant money going to the states. Hey, Governor, let's change this right now. Well, it turns out a couple of states tried it. The Supreme Court said you can't do that.
2: Well, if you replace the hot-button issue of abortion with the hot-button issue of marijuana legalization, what, two or three times now in the last few years, the House has passed legislation Very to true. federally legalize or at least decriminalize or reschedule marijuana. Already it's happened in the House. It, it's Once passed again. the House several times now. It doesn't well, get any traction in the Senate. It goes nowhere in the Senate. Absolutely right. So
3: this Medicaid program is a behemoth, and it is totally funded by income tax dollars. And the reason I make that distinction is because the other two main programs that are on autopilot mandatory spending are Social Security and Medicare. Those two would require 60 votes in the Senate to make any substantial modifications. Those are funded, in the case of Social Security, by Social Security contributions, pay-as-you-go model. Um, Some, every now and then a little bit, has to tap into federal tax dollars. It really just borrows money. Medicare, on the other hand, we don't pay enough into Medicare to cover the bills. It's a pay-as-you-go model. It presently is draining the trust fund, which essentially is is also – tapping into federal income tax dollars. And the trust fund's going to be dry in about three years. Nobody will talk about that. Nobody will talk about it. And the average Medicare recipient receives about $300,000 more in benefits than they paid in. That's why the trust fund's going broke. It's And, and man, every time we approve new drugs, new procedures which is great because it it extends life and it improves the quality of our health. It just costs money. And there's no more money coming in except those who are working. And our workforce is shrinking. And we're not propagating enough to create new workers. Elon Musk has warned about that. Others have warned about it as well. And I know that was an issue Mr. Cassidy had as well. It is a problem that needs to be addressed. I just don't agree that We should create these giant federal programs to do so. I don't think that solves the problem. I think that those kinds of situations always backfire and always produce the so-called unintended consequences, right? But back to the spending of the federal government, it's so, unfortunately, it's not understood. And I don't feel like members of Congress or the president, whomever that may be at any point in time, really go out of their way to explain how this works. And so when you hear about, well, the president submitted his budget, or her budget, as the case may be, one day, to the Congress, what they're talking about is the 30% that's discretionary. And guess what the majority of that is? Two-thirds of it. Defense. So these omnibus bills and continuing resolutions that have Title Ten. There's no line on him in it for Planned Parenthood. Let's be clear about that. There's nothing in there that says money for Planned Parenthood. It's Title X. Planned Parenthood does receive, under the law, those grants. Except after Donald Trump said, okay, if you want this money, you can't suggest abortion as part of your family planning practice. He did that in 17 through EO. It went into effect in budget year 19. So whomever voted for the, the omnibus or continuing resolution in 1920 and 21 until Joe Biden was elected, they did not vote for for Planned Parenthood. They did not vote for Title 10 in such a way that Planned Parenthood received any because Planned Parenthood unilaterally opted out. And gnashed their teeth and went crazy and said, oh, my gosh, the people are la it. It's 60 million bucks out of up 1.2. I'm not saying it's nothing, but Joe Biden immediately reinstated that when he got elected. So that's just the facts about how our budget mechanics work and how Planned Parenthood gets federal money, mostly from Medicaid, which needs 60 votes to change. We'll be right back.
17: northerner Michael Cassidy disagrees with votes to fund Medicare, Social Security, and our nation's military service members. But he proposes a socialist $48 trillion plan that will cost Mississippians billions in taxes. Michael Cassidy became a Mississippi resident just last year. But he thinks he's qualified to speak for what is best for Mississippi families? Michael Cassidy has Yankee principles, not Mississippi values. On June 28th, don't be fooled by the Yankee wolf in wearing sheep's clothing. This ad is paid for and approved by the Mississippi conservative Back,
8: Here's the pitch. He
11: swings. It's out of here. Jackson ends around the area. It's time to hit fish during the Grand Slam huge car sale. Through July 3rd only, Mazda, Jackson, and Ridgeland Mitsubishi have teamed up to bring you over 400 new and pre-owned vehicles, all in one location. Trustmark Park in Perth. While other dealers have no cars, we have hundreds of vehicles to choose from, including Chevys, Toyotas, Hondas, Mazdas, Kia, Fords. you name it. We've got it. Make no payments for 90 days. Get up to $3,000 in down payment assistance. Plus, receive a 42-inch TV with every purchase. Credit problems? No problem. We have over 20 lenders for on-site financing. You could win $100,000. And on Sunday July 3rd, we'll give away a mystery card at 1 p.m. Register no later than Saturday, July 2nd. We'll also be giving away a $4,000 Home Depot gift card and a PS5. But hurry, it all ends Sunday, July 3rd, and you don't want to miss the fine opportunity of a lifetime during the Grand Slam Huge Car Sale at Trust Park Park, One Brains Boulevard in Perth. Brought to you by Mazdaf Jackson and Richland Mitsubishi. Get here now, because once the deals are gone, they are gone.
17: Hello, this is Choctaw Indian Princess Shima Crosby inviting you to the 72nd Choctaw Indian Fair, July 13th through 16th. Enjoy live performances from Ryan Hurd, Casting Crowns, and Lady A. Experience Choctaw art, food, dancing, and carnival rides. Activate your competitive spirit with Res Run, Iron Warrior Competition, and the Cornhole Tournament. And don't miss the inaugural Volleyball Tournament. Visit ChoctawIndianFair.com and like us on Facebook. Hope to see you there. Hacha-Peace-Bla-Chakeh.
18: This is the opening agri market report. At the open of the New York Cotton Exchange December cotton was down three sixty two to one hundred four forty five. March cotton was down three sixty four to one hundred three. At the open of the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans were down forty eight and a half to sixteen o four and a quarter per bushel. August soybeans were down forty seven and a quarter to three quarters per bushel. July corn was down 22 and three quarters to 7.45 and a quarter per bushel. September corn was down 32 and a quarter to 6.69 and three quarters per bushel. At the market deal, August live cattle was up twenty to one thirty five twelve. October live cattle was up two cents to one forty one ten. August feeders up one seventy to one seventy four eighty five. September feeders up one sixty seven to one seventy seven oh seven. At the open, the Dow Jones up ninety nine points thirty thousand five eighty three. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network.
9: All of us at the Mississippi Propane Gas Association are committed to providing you with the best possible services and affordable values. We operate in a way that assures a safe, reliable, and economical fuel source. Our trained personnel constantly monitor the conditions of our gas systems to assure reliability and safety. Any repairs or modifications to a propane gas system must be performed by the qualified technicians of your propane provider as required by state and federal regulations.
1: Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit mspropane.com. In Mississippi, we look out for one another
0: because that's the Mississippi way. I'll be honest, not long ago I was unsure about getting the COVID-19 vaccine because I had a lot of questions, and after talking to my healthcare provider, I got the answers I needed to make an informed decision about protecting myself and my community because that's the Mississippi way. Got questions? Get informed by visiting the msway.com or talk Talking to one of the physicians with the Mississippi State Medical Association. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
5: Keep rolling. Three, two, one.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
9: Two, three, four.
3: In the Element Well Studios, we thank you so much for joining us. So, I think it's important that the, I mean, if you think about what most Americans view as a top priority, certainly right now, I think most people would say, it's cost of living, right? It's price of the pump, it's inflation, it's their economic situation, but a lot would tell you that they have concerns about what got us here, which is running up the the debt, and that is produced by running perennial deficits, and I'm not giving anybody a pass here. Both parties are complicit in that, but I will say this, 70% of the spending, mandatory, and there's no... It doesn't there doesn't appear to be any interest to talk about that. Nobody wants to hear it. And they rightfully get concerned, "Oh my gosh, what are they going to do to my social security, and Medicare?" I get it. I too paid into it my whole life. Not quite eligible yet, but approaching it. I too want to receive benefit from what I paid in. And speaking on behalf of employers, think about this. Your employer half of what funds your benefits, and it is um it's it's just a a, a crazy thing that seventy percent of what we spend our money on doesn't get any attention <laughs> in our political discourse. I'm talking about across the country I'm not referring to any one race here just gets rubber stamped, yeah. Don't even get that. It's on autopilot. And if you think about it, would you want the Congress voting every year? I think we're just going to cut Social Security this year. That's why it's that way. But you do want the Congress to say, hello, guys, the thing is running out of money. We got to do something.
2: If the generator over in the corner is making funny noises, you might want to call the mechanic. <laughs> Don't just let it keep running, making the awful racket.
3: Great analogy. Same deal. And, And the reason is because it is politically unpopular. It is politically toxic. And you know as well as I do, as soon as you start talking about it and even bringing it to anyone's attention, this is a problem we've got to address and solve. Whomever your political opponents are, they're going to take away your Social Security and Medicare. That's what you hear. You know exactly. Therefore, nobody talks about it. It's to kick the can down the road. Unbelievable. Same with Medicaid, of course, which has been in place since 65. The Great Society. And it's, it's not running out of money, it just, I mean, if you think about it, we borrow a trillion dollars a year because it's funded totally by federal income tax money, which is just over three trillion dollars, and we spend just over four. That's without Goofy's gigantic pandemic bills. And the president's running around. It's just unbelievable, is it not? Well, the deficit was two and a half trillion last year, and... That included my $1.9 trillion bill. This year, it's only a trillion. Look what I did for you. It's unbelievable. And people go, yeah, Joe, he's cutting the deficit. It's just mind-boggling. You run a company that way, you're freaking bankrupt. And then you get people in the political realm that say, oh, you can't run the government like a business. That's why it's $30 trillion in debt. And why the price of gas is 5 bucks? Because you didn't run it like a business. You didn't adhere to just common-sense, economic, sound business principles. All for political gain. Man, there must be something to that politics. did have a question on the C Spire text line that I didn't want to get to, because it's something else that's widely misunderstood. It's DJ and Summit. Do politicians in Congress sign up to Medicare when they turn 65, or do they have something separate? They absolutely participate in Medicare and Social Security. They pay into it, and they are eligible, just like every other American is for the benefits. Another misconception out there, Rhino, and I know I've hit on it before on the show, but is that members of Congress have some sort of gold-plated health care plan. In fact, by law, by law, they have to participate in Obamacare. They have to buy their insurance in a shop exchange. They are participating in Obamacare by law. It was Senator Grassley, I think I've told the story before, he sort of subtly inserted that into the final legislation, and they found out about it. Remember the, we have to find out what's in the bill, we have have to read it. (laughs) I mean, after we pass it, we're not going to read it, Nancy Pelosi. Well, okay. Senator Grassley, he said if this thing's going down, we're going to make every member of Congress buy Obamacare. Now, the
0: federal government, as has been the case. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
16: Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. The Supreme Court rules unconstitutional a New York state law requiring a specific need to carry a gun in public.
13: Here is what Justice Thomas, writing for the majority six to three, says. He says the constitutional right to bear arms in public for self-defense is, quote, not a second-class right subject to an entirely different body of rules than the other Bill of Rights guarantees.
16: Fox's Shannon Bream, similar laws are expected to be challenged now in California, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Rhode Island. New gun legislation is expected to clear another hurdle in the Senate today. Top Senate Republican Mitch McConnell supports it. The American people want their constitutional rights protected and their kids to be safe in school. Most Republicans are expected to vote no, calling the package an infringement on Second Amendment rights. All Jewel electronic cigarettes are ordered to be banned for sale in the U.S. now by the Food and Drug Administration. America's listening to Fox News.
1: I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. Have you got bathroom restoration
4: or construction going on? Well, we've got you covered with deluxe luxury restaurants with air conditioning, LED lights, radio, Bluetooth, and all the amenities for your needs. When you've gotta go, you've gotta go. Gotta
10: Go,
6: 601-879-3969. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is part Partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe.
17: Breezy Oaks Ranch is Mississippi's source for local pasture finished YQ beef and heritage pork. No antibiotics, no hormones. Breezy Oaks Ranch YQ beef and heritage pork is healthy and has incredible flavor and in marbling. Call 601 908 9080 or breezyoaksranch.com. Pick up or delivery.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Two additional men have been sentenced in the killing of a Mississippi Highway Patrol officer. Trayon Washington and Sedarius Norman pled guilty to accessory after the fact. This comes days after Damian Whitley was sentenced to 40 years for his role in the murder of Lieutenant Troy Morris, who was off duty at the time. A Jackson Municipal Court judge is denying bond for the 14-year-old that allegedly murdered his mother's fiance. Jackson police took Jaden Taylor and his 18-year-old brother Jamari into custody after Hakimia Kelly was killed in his home. According to police, Jaden struck Kelly several times about the body with a 40 caliber handgun. Jamari Taylor has been charged with accessory to murder. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm.
17: Ice cream is a creamy vanilla ice cream with hints of brown sugar, chunks of chocolate cream filled cookies, and tasty chocolate chip cookie dough pieces. Cookie Two Step has everybody's taste buds two stepping and
4: one and two. Oh, good old day.
8: Ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today.
14: No decision today from the Supreme Court as justices prepare to deliver a much anticipated ruling on Mississippi law banning abortion past 15 weeks into a pregnancy. A leaked draft opinion suggests the court will uphold that law and overturn Roe versus Wade. Meanwhile, legislation that would criminalize individuals that leak confidential information from the Supreme Court is being introduced by Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith and other Republican senators. It would impose a $10,000 fine and up to a 10-year prison sentence. Hyde-Smith says the leak in Mississippi's case harmed the court as an institution.
4: You know, it's a Mississippi case, which I'm so very proud of that uh, the opinion is based on, And uh, but you know... The justices have to be free to do their jobs, and they're going to, you know, target us as Mississippians. There's no doubt.
0: Solutions. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are back. Ratchet Entertainment presents Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance Saturday, July 9th with JJ Gray and Mo Fro. and the Monsters. Plus Jay and the Causeways. Tickets are on sale now at twilightms.com. That's twilightms.com. Brought to you in part by Southern Beverage, Renaissance, Ridgeland First, and Watkins Construction. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group.
4: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Supertalk Jackson
10: 97.3.
0: And now. And now.
3: We are back in the Element Well Studios. We appreciate you joining us today. Sorry about the cutoff there. I, I wasn't, I guess, pra- paying proper attention to the progress bar. My apologies for talking while we went to the break. So uh, it happens, I reckon. Live radio. Yeah. Do our best to avoid that. So my apologies for that. There was a question. So we had a question about, Members of Congress, and, and look, I get it. Members of Congress are a very convenient and popular target. And they sign up for it. I get it. But I feel like that we would be better served if we focused on facts and the truth. And let's debate that. And not... I think, get so wrapped up and consumed and obsessed with things about members of Congress that aren't true. And I'm not defending them here, and I'm not saying that you should back off on questioning them and redressing your concerns with them. Absolutely, that's how the whole thing works. But to get, I think, mired in, like, what about their health care? coverage. And I know that there's a popular view out there, Rhino. Would you agree? Members of Congress have this gold-plated health care plan that nobody else can get, and the taxpayers pay for it 100%. Would you agree that's kind of a common perception? Oh, yeah. And it's false. By the way, I think since 1961, when the Federal Employee Health Benefit Program was implemented, all federal employees, just like An employee of a private employer, they have access to group coverage offered by their employer, in this case, the federal government. And it's coverage that uh, is um, associated with a network in their state. And all that means is being associated with a network in general. It just means when you go to the doctor and you present your insurance card and that doctor's in the network covered by that carrier – They'll file the insurance for you, and you may have a copay when you leave the doctor's office, but they don't say, hey, you've got to pay the whole deal here, and you've got to go file it and wait for your money. That's the value of having a provider in your network. On top of that, the insurance companies negotiate with network providers, so you're buying the price down. You'll see that on your explanation of benefits documents. Here's the cost. Here's the discount because the doctor, the provider, is in our network. Here's the amount we pay. Here's the amount you pay. Now, I'll admit, they're all confusing as hell. And it, and I personally, and I know everybody out there listening says, yeah, every time I have any sort of situation, especially kind of major medical services, it's hard to figure out who the heck you owe and how much you owe them or if you even owe. And then the next thing you know, collection agencies got your account. And they say, hey, you owe these providers money. Huh? I thought it paid all that. And it'll show up, right, three or four months, because they'll sit on it, the provider will, until it becomes delinquent to a point, and they just dump them on these collection agencies that are in the business of collecting bills, delinquent accounts for medical providers. I had it happen to me. My son had little surgery on his nose when he was like 10 years old baseball accident and like two years later i get this notice i think it's because i went to buy something and it showed up as a collection on my credit report that's before you had access to all your credit report stuff and it's like three hundred dollars and i never heard from anybody and they said they called and sent all kind of stuff i said "Well, i don't have any reason not to pay three hundred dollar medical bill here Thank God I can, I'm can. i blessed I can afford that. So it was the anesthesiologist. And that's the other problem is, as you know, is you got all the various providers, and some are in network, and some are. It's so dang complicated, and you get 14 bills from one procedure. Right? You're shaking your head. Oh, yeah. So I said, you know what? I, okay, I'm
2: going to fix this. It doesn't even have to be that complicated. I went to the dentist one time and uh, went to pay and was going to pay in cash, but all I had it was like 53 16 or something like that. I had $50 in cash. She's like, well, I got 50 in cash. Can I put the rest on this card? She's like, I don't worry about it. We'll just, I'll, I'll mark it off. A couple months later, I get a letter from collections saying I owe $3 and something cents because I didn't pay it. I'm like,
3: seriously? Three bucks. Yeah, but you know, when you go apply for credit, that shows up oh, as yeah. as, a, as an account, a delinquent account. For $3 and some change. A collection is what they call it. And it's a problem getting credit, even for three bucks. I know. I think I was buying a car. And so I said, well, gosh, I can get this cleaned up. I go, I called the collection agency that they told me it had been turned up. He, the seller of the car, had, of course, pulled the credit report. They can do that. Back in those days, you couldn't do your own, like I said. And I said, well, who's it to? And it was the collection agency. So I called the collection agency. You're not going to believe me when I tell you what they told me for 300 bucks, It was the anesthesiologist, right? Well, you know, you're lucky that they were willing to put your son to sleep for the surgery. I kid you not, my 10-year-old son. I kid you not, it's what they said. I said, excuse me? you basically already convicted me of, like, stealing medical services? So I got so dead gum ripping mad, I hauled butt down to the local anesthesiologist's office. Let me tell you what I'm good people. I'm not going to tell you who they are. I not only said, I'm here to settle this bill. And, of course, they said, well, it's at the collection agency. I said, I don't care. I'm paying you today. you got to go work it out with the collection agency. And then I shared with them what they told me. They not only were flabbergasted, they called them that afternoon and said, you're out. You're no longer our collection agency. Good for them. They were just completely blown away. What? They told you? I said, yeah. They said, you should. physician shouldn't have put my son to sleep. This guy's not going to pay. I'm not going to... <laughs> the anesthesiology. Like you guys have made this so dang complicated, nobody can figure it out. I have no reason not to pay you, and I think that's the case for a whole lot of people. Now there are some deadbeats that just they can't pay, and they're not gonna pay. But back to the Congress. There's another question, um, and I, I'm looking for it. Uh, yeah, do it's on six six two. This is Jim. He says, do members of Congress have a retirement plan? This is, comes up a lot, too, Rhino, is that there, there's this perception that they have this gold-plated retirement plan. They do. It's the federal employees. They do have a retirement plan, not a gold-plated, in my view. It's the federal employees' retirement system. It's been around for a long time. You've got to serve in Congress five years to receive benefits. Okay, That means a, mem- a person could get elected to the Senate one time. And they would essentially vest. But a member of the House got to get elected three times before they can participate. No pension for a member of Congress in accordance with law can exceed 80% of their final salary. So it don't matter how long you work, you can't get more than 80%. And the the benefits are based on the highest three years of a member's salary. That figure's multiplied, I think, by the – yeah, I remember this – by the member's years of service – and then there's like an accrual rate. Bottom line is the accrual rate's 1.7% for the first 20 years and 1% for every year after. So, you know, a, a person that is only there, say, six years, a member of Congress, 10 years, let's just say, a member of the House, they're going to get a pension when they get out of about eight grand a year. It's just not that much money. They're Now, the member of Congress and Senate, House and Senate, uh, their pay is $174,000, unless you're the speaker, in which case it's 2235
2: dollars Did you see where AOC was complaining that $174,000 I wasn't did.
3: enough? She can't make it. I found a, uh, uh, something I wrote a few years ago where I actually did the math for Nancy Pelosi's. Use her as an example. She's been in Congress um, 35 years. Thirty-five. So if you I did the math on that, she makes two twenty three five higher than the standard one hundred seventy four four because she's a speaker. So when you do the math on that, her pension if she retired today would be one hundred and five thousand a year for thirty-five years of service. Making two hundred twenty three is what she makes now. Now, you may think that's too much, not enough, I don't know, but it's it's not out of line with standard private pensions, defined benefit plans. However, most corporations have eliminated those and converted to defined contribution plans like 401K, et cetera, and they'll help you with that, right? It's a sort of a joint funding, and it's tax-deferred, depending on the structure of the plan, until you retire and you start receiving benefits. So, nonetheless, it's not like they retire and get a million-dollar pension. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. You've you got one of uh, the members, in this case, Nancy Pelosi, has been there not longer than anybody, but she's coming up on it pretty soon. Grassley, right? He's been there a long time. Uh, and they get 100 grand a year, 110 grand a year when they retire for 35, 40 years of service. I don't know. That doesn't seem out of line to me. But all I'm trying to say is let's go focus on the real problems we've got to solve. This ain't a problem, in my opinion. That's the truth. Somebody did say that um, I was stumping here for somebody, and I said, "Look, what am I saying that's wrong? Just help me out. I'm, I'm open to it. Let me know. We'll take a break right here. We're in the Element Wells Studios. Stay with it."
9: The only way to protect you and your family from
5: the current wave of gun violence is for you to be mentally and physically prepared to confront it. The only way to do that is proper instruction, training, and practice with a professional firearms instructor. Boondocks FTA is the place to learn or become more efficient in your firearm skills. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and visit us at
0: boondocksfta.com. Family. Family
17: Northerner Michael Cassidy disagrees with votes to fund Medicare, Social Security, and our nation's military service members. But he proposes a socialist $48 trillion plan that will cost Mississippians billions in taxes. Michael Cassidy became a Mississippi resident just last year. But he thinks he's qualified to speak for what is best for Mississippi families. Michael Cassidy has Yankee principles, not Mississippi values. On June 28th, don't be fooled by the Yankee wolf in wearing sheep's clothing. This ad is paid for and approved by the Mississippi Conservative Action Pack.
12: The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
7: It's Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here
11: on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Midday's with Gerard. Goet. What? What? Yes, yeah. is yeah. so awesome.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: We are back in the Element Wealth Studios. It's midday. Super Talk Mississippi. Once again, thanks so much for joining us today. Let's see here. Uh, DJ and Summit, who asked a question earlier, do politicians in Congress sign up for Medicare when they turn 65? Do they have something separate? And so we clarified that. They absolutely do participate in Medicare. They pay into it. They are eligible for the benefits, just like every other uh, American is. And, and so D.J. makes a good point, Rhino. Well, I was just thinking if they get it, they would fix it. All I can say is, you know, the first thing that came to my head, <laughs> Rhino, is the dopamine effect. Is the term you like to use a lot as you uh, referring to people that look for a dopamine high on social media. Oh, yeah. To some extent, maybe, politicians, the dopamine high of being elected, a high-profile in office, not all. I'm generalizing here.
2: But it's at least it, some impact on it, yeah.
3: I, like, I'm willing to forego my Medicare as long as I can stay in office, so to speak. Because I'm telling you, the minute you start talking about this, just like we're talking about today, and you obviously I'm passionate about this, and I am because it's like, golly, I think about running a business. I got 30% of my outflow over here, and that's all we obsess with. And I got 70% over here, and we never talk about it. It's a recipe for failure. Think about your own personal situation. That's for, all I'm saying.
2: For some reason, that reminds me of an idea I've been workshopping involving the uh, the country's wealthy and their propensity to get involved in politics. You look back historically, the wealthiest in society generally felt pressured to benefit society in some way. Yeah. I mean, look at the Carnegies and the Rockefellers and all the different philanthropic works they did or national parks paid for different grand building projects and stuff that were privately funded for public use right and the idea was workshopping is like well we've got all these people that that love to lambast politicians on both sides for for being wealthy what if you had a, a big public push for those wealthy politicians to put their money where their mouth is and start doing some public good couldn't agree more because then it would just break down on party lines, and you would have – the Democrats would find, try to find a way to get government money for it, to get government grants, and Republicans would probably try to find a way to, to crowdsource the, the income. And not, <laughs> But it would still – it would it would delineate between the parties their use of money. Completely agree. That
3: that would be a lot more noble, right, than for political purposes. I've, I've thought about that. And you know –
2: if All you, you could get do... the public to pressure politicians on both sides to get in that war chest and start doing something good instead of just getting in office, you might see some positive changes. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. I know it sounds kind of pie in the sky. No, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. I got to tell you, I,
3: that same. So what's crossed my mind when I think about that? When you when you hear and I know, uh, folks like Kevin, they may get bent out of shape about this because I'm going to talk about the Democrats, and and I'll tell you why. Because they're the ones that claim to be on the higher road, right? More noble, more virtuous. We care more about uh, the people who are experiencing some sort of plight and, and difficulty, especially financial difficulty. We're, we're going to take care of you, you know. But think about all the money that they spend campaigning. I've thought about that before. Well, gee, if you really cared about these people, you'd say, you know what, I'm going to dump my campaign war chest onto people who truly need it. I'm going to step aside.
2: Think anybody ever do that? Nope. But could you imagine, and this is being cynical, but could you imagine the political capital you would gain? No doubt about it. Completely agree. And we must point out that Donald
3: Trump did not take a salary buck to make it legal, so i, I got to give him credit there. Rick Scott, Republican. We just talked about this the other day. He's the wealthiest guy in Congress. What we say? $260 million, I think. Yeah. Right? Go look at the history of how he spent his personal money running for office. He was the governor of Florida, now a U.S. senator. If I'm not mistaken, Rhino, I think I, I read a couple of years ago during the Senate election that his accumulation his accumulated amount that he has spent running for governor and Senate, 72 million bucks of his own money. 72 million. A Senate race in Florida or Texas, they're $130, $40 million combined affairs now between the two candidates in a general election. You looking at it?
2: Oh, it just reminded me of Michael Bloomberg's run. He said yeah.
3: $500 million. I know. that remember... Now you gotta be thinking about the goofy Brian Williams breaking news. He can give everybody a million bucks. Wait, there's three hundred and thirty million people he's putting 500 minutes about a buck and a quarter a person. What the? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, he went. We've had some fun with that one. Uh but I, I hear you. Larry and my says Everybody I know is for term limits, but they keep voting the same people in. We have term limits at the ballot box. Let's use it. I agree with you on that, Larry. But here's what you'll often find. Well, limiting the term of, of your rep is what we need to do, not mine, right? It's the same thing. How how much do we think about, let's send people to Congress So they can go up there and have that seniority. we got to keep those incumbents in there because they have that seniority, and they're going to bring home the bacon. And here's the problem with that. All 453 in the house, that's the attitude. 455 now? 435. 35. 35, excuse me. Uh, 435 and 100. My bad. i got the 5 and the (laughs) 3 conflated, uh, reversed. Um, All right, so uh, we want to send them up there and say, you go bring home the bacon. And then we got a hundred senators. We're gonna give you keep putting you there so you can bring home the bacon and you multiply it by five thirty five, and guess what happens? Thirty trillion in debt. It's okay if it comes to me and my state and my community, just not yours. The problem is that's what they're all doing. Is that true? Pretty much. Absolutely true. And that is, I think, to some degree a flaw in our system. With this seniority stuff, oh, they're going to be ahead of the this, that, and the other. That means they're going to bring home the bacon. I can't forget about um, back in the 2010 or so time frame after Barack Obama was elected, and uh, there was a city councilwoman for the city of Detroit, and she was lambasting the mayor. because, And she literally said that. She's got to bring home the bacon that we supported Barack Obama. you got to get up there and say, send us some money. And she referred to the then uh, mayor, I believe, of um, Atlanta and how he was utilizing that, leveraging their support for President Obama to bring home the bacon to Atlanta. And you see, the problem is you multiply that by the whole country and you're freaking broke. Is that not what's happened? Well, it's Okay. We have this $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, and I get it. There are people listening right now that are running cities and counties and so forth, and they're saying, man, this is great. Federal government's sending us all this money. Except we didn't cut $1.2 trillion anywhere else to afford it. We just added that to the debt. And now, Joe Biden, yesterday, he says he's getting pretty close to cutting the gas tax for three months. But then now they're saying that's going to cost $25 billion out of that infrastructure bill. He says we got to backfill it. True. This is a true story. So we passed this bill, so trillion trillion two for infrastructure, roads, bridges, etc., with racial equity, of course, has got to be front and center in all those decisions. And these new um, NEPA rules that have been reinstated as environmental impact studies, essentially. And, heck, most people in that industry say, well, yeah, we got money, but it would take 10 years to get approval. To build that road, that bridge, and by the way, we not only have to consider future environmental impact, but we got to consider past <laughs> environmental impact. And they're going to do all these climate studies for every mile of asphalt and concrete. Yet, and they're what fourteen Republicans that sign on to that as well. And now they're saying, "Oh yeah," because that money you pay at the pump, federal excise taxes, just as the same at the state level, that goes into the bucket specifically to maintain roads and bridges and build roads and bridges at the federal level that's shared with the states. And so now we're stripping that money away, some of that money away, if we pause that tax. So you can say, yeah, I get a 18-cent relief at the pump, but that's just less money for the roads and bridges, and you nuts just sign off with a $1.2 trillion bill. That's how you end up $30 trillion in debt. Real simple. It's simple math. It really is. But that's what's happening. Now, it looks like even the Democrats, even Nancy Pelosi's saying, no, I can't do that. She's not in favor of this gas tax deal. Gas tax holiday. What we need is a holiday for lunacy, because we have lunatic policies that have put us in this position. But it ain't going to happen. And yesterday, he says... You said you got the tape, right? we got to We got to play that when we come back. Joe Biden uh, now identifying another villain in the price of gas. Just unbelievable. We'll take a break here. We're getting fired up. We'll be right back. Shine no you
0: you you you
15: Shining star for you to see what your life can truly be Shining star for you to
11: see what your life can truly be Shining star for you to see
17: what your life can truly be
12: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies and hot, high near 99. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 74. Your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 100 degrees. And for your Saturday, much of the same, sunny skies and hot, high near 101. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
9: He voted vote for a continued resolution to fund a government, unfortunately, Planned Parenthood and a foreign aid, those are two of the things that are placed in
7: there. It's official. Congressman Guest admitted he voted twice to fund Planned Parenthood. His excuse is that it was part of another important bill. And that's where Guest and I differ. My Christian faith has taught me that it's not enough to be pro-life just when it's easy. You have to be pro-life when it's tough. Please vote pro-life by voting Cassidy in the June 28th runoff. This is Michael Cassidy, candidate for Congress, and I approve this message.
8: Paid for by Cassidy for Congress.
4: This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated, located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High. Callaway's has an outstanding selection of all your favorite trees, shrubs, color plants, and bagged in bulk soils. Everything for your outdoor living. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for indoors and outdoors? Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening
14: to Super Talk Mississippi News. Two additional men have been sentenced in the killing of a Mississippi Highway Patrol officer. Trayon Washington and Sedarius Norman pled guilty to accessory after the fact. This comes days after Damian Whitley was sentenced to 40 years for his role in the murder of Lieutenant Troy Morris, who was off duty at the time. A Jackson Municipal Court judge is denying bond for the 14-year-old that allegedly murdered his mother's fiance. Jackson police took Jaden Taylor and his 18-year-old brother Jamari into custody after Hakimia Kelly was killed in his home. According to police, Jaden struck Kelly several times about the body with a 40 caliber handgun. Jamari Taylor has been charged with accessory to murder. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. Prime Shrimp is a proud
1: sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to primeshrimp.com to get pre seasoned, easy to cook shrimp delivered straight to your door.
5: Tune in to Middays with Gerard Gibbert each weekday, live from the Element Wealth Studios. Is retirement on your mind? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com to find your balance between income,
7: growth, and guarantees. How has Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation impacted your life over the last 100 years? Connecting the state through broadband service, protecting your private property, great insurance, member benefits saving your hard-earned income, and oh yes, our farms grow the cleanest and safest food in the world, agriculture, and so much more. We're what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Become a member today
17: at msfb.org.
9: Attention, adoring fans! It's time
0: for midday's with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We are back in the
3: Element Well Studios today. Don't forget, we're going to be at Mississippi Blood Services tomorrow. Looking uh, forward to that. All right, so uh, Joe Biden, he uh, it's like he, he never met a, a third party that he couldn't attack. In this case, well, you'll hear him. Here's what he has to say about uh, another culprit in the price of gas.
8: The companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump. This is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it today. Your customers, the American people, they need relief now. So let me summarize. Do it now. <laughs> You're
3: laughing. <laughs> so when he does that when he leans over and goes into that whisper mode and is what's the deal with the eyes? <laughs> <It's> so big. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Oh, so let me get this straight. Now it's the Mom and Pop gas retailers. They're the latest target, right? Well, somebody please explain to this fool exactly What the cost model for a gallon of gas looks like?
2: On average, if you take an average of all the gas stations across the country, on an average day, a gas station will dispense about 4,000 gallons of gas. On that 4,000 gallons of gas, you want to take a guess what their net profit is?
3: Uh, Hold on a second. Let me think about that. uh,
2: 4,000. You're going to overshoot it, I guarantee you.
3: So this would actually be their gross profit, but I get what you're saying here. I'm going to say ten grand
2: On 4,000 gallons a day, their net profit is about $100 a day.
3: Net profit, yeah. I get that. Once you pay all the other sg costs. Gross profit, yeah, because it's a very thin net profit business to start with. You don't get that. It's single-digit net profit. So... And it's convenience. That's why they call them convenience stores. Used to be it was retail gas stations. And what they really wanted you to do, because back in those days, most gas stations, as you recall, before they became these big convenience stores with food and all the other sundries and so forth, is that that's where you got your car fixed. Most of them had garages, they'd fix your car. Um, they sold parts. They they stocked, and back then you had to do that a lot. Oh, Not yeah. only just change oil, but and all a whole the wall belts. Of belts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that. The belts and the radiator had to be flushed. And
2: whole shelf full of filters.
3: Yeah, it, all filters. Right, exactly. And they put the little sticker on your car. I mean, that's how they made their money with all the mechanical and ser- services and so forth. And they may have a couple of vending machines inside. I remember when I was a kid, there was a a peer station on the corner of those that are familiar with west jackson where i grew up ellis avenue and capitol street and it had this is when they first introduced the uh high-powered vacuum cleaners central sort of vacuum cleaners right where all you had was the nozzle and the hose and while and, and it's before self-service while they were filling the pump you know as was a kid with my dad you get out they vacuum your car Clean your windshield, of course. But how about that? That was that's why my dad went there because they vacuum the car for you. That's pretty cool, full service as they call it. But nonetheless, your point is extremely accurate, well taken. Which is that ain't where they make
2: their money, Joe. And so, I mean, if you spread that out over the four thousand gallons, are you really helping the consumer? No. The, and in turn, you've then lost all your profit. It's it's
3: like the gross profit, or so, it's like a dime or something. It's insane how much the retailers actually make on it. And it's another situation where I'm calling him out because it is totally inappropriate to ever, from an elected official, I don't care what level they're at, to ever demean uh, and deride a private sector entity or a private citizen for that matter unless they've broken the law. You're fair game then, convicted in a court of law. But you're just out there trying to earn a living, make money. I don't care if you're a giant oil company or a mom and pop C-store. You shouldn't do that. You should be thanking them. There's More attacks on ExxonMobil, that's a favorite target. Did a little research on that. So there was a five-year period of time. If you take into consideration their profit in four of those years, which included, by the way, the the trailing five years, which included the year 2020, where they lost $23 billion, had to go borrow money. Again, I'm not defending Exxon, I'm just explaining the facts, so over over a five year period of time, that five year period ending twenty twenty one, they made a total net profit. And this is according, this is straight from their publicly filed 10K financial statements. Total net profit over that five years? $55 billion. $55 billion. You know how much they spent on new oil and gas development? $118 billion. Yet he's telling them, you're not spending enough. Hey, dude, you told us you were going to shut us down. That's what happens. We played the tape the other day during the campaign, his debate with Donald Trump. Yes, I'm going to shut down the oil and gas industry. Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm starting a little stupid video, keep the gasoline, 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 keep it in the ground. And you know what she's doing today? Meeting with seven oil and gas executives. Hey, what can we do here, guys? Hey, lady. You told us you were going to shut us down. Now you love us. you got to refine more. What? I'd show them that stupid video. <laughs> it's truth. I mean, how can you pivot like that? Oh, you know why? Because it's politically expedient. That's the only reason.
2: And you don't even really have to go that far back in the time machine to, to find them contradicting themselves. Here's President Obama in 2008.
8: For us to suggest that... 30 cents a day for three months is real relief. That that's a real energy policy means that we are not tackling the problem that has to be tackled. We are offering gimmicks. When we're. Offering the same thing that John McCain's offering on the cheap. That means we're not presenting a truthful response to the challenges that we face in America. We can do better than that this time.
3: Why, when he's in front of a big group, he kind of changes his accent America. <laughs>
2: But it really wasn't that long ago the Democratic Party was calling a gas tax holiday a gimmick.
3: Well, let's not forget Nancy Pelosi referred to the Trump tax cuts as crumbs. Remember that? Oh, that's crumbs. You know that two or three thousand bucks a year, that's crumbs. But about ten bucks a month when you fill your tank up, that's, that's huge, right? That's a big score. It's so crazy. It truly is. And the ExxonMobil president sent a letter back it's so they they're playing ping pong back and forth it's crazy the president of the country and the president of ExxonMobil he says you know we need to have a meaningful balanced discussion about uh increasing production of oil and gas while talking about a, f- a future that's more green let's let's combine that and by the way he also said we ought to think about nuclear has he been listening to the show? It so, seems so common sense to me. But, yeah, so they're bantering back and forth. Unbelievable. Jerry and Rainsborough, why buy a new ride if the carnival is pan? <laughs> I agree. Uh, it's, uh, they're basically telling us that we should all, I mean, just as, as recent as a couple of uh, days ago, Debbie Stabenow from Michigan. Oh, I drove by all the gas stations in my brand-new $100,000 Tesla. (laughs) Debbie does Tesla.
2: (laughs) That, on average, costs more than the median income in her state.
3: Oh, gosh. Timmy McKee reminds, if the 18-wheelers shut down, this country shuts down. A lot of them are already saying, Uncle. Wow, there's numerous reports coming from drivers.
2: Seen a really big uptick in solo drivers selling their rigs. Yeah.
3: That ain't good. No. Biden, the gas whisperer <laughs> from Tupelo, reports out of the industry, however, are are showing that we're giving up some of our consumption of gas, The demand is actually down. And you have seen uh, representative decrease at the pump somewhat as well and decrease in the price of crude the last couple of days. Imagine that. The markets actually work. Without well, stupid government intervention, which screwed it up to start with. Oh my gosh. Well <laughs> get me started. We'll take a break right here on middays. Don't forget coming up at noon, we've got Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn. Stay with us.
12: If you worked at the same company for multiple years, always on time doing what's expected of you, and you were told when you were hired you'd have a chance to move up the ladder, but it never happened, Ace and Screw Company is growing and looking for you. Locally owned and operated since 1969, we are looking to expand our inside sales department and looking for full-time employees offering competitive pay, benefits, PTO, 401K, and much, much more. Email your resume today to hr at acebolt.net. That's hr at acebolt.net.
13: Joe Biden's reckless spending policies are driving up inflation, costing us more for gas, groceries, and everything else. So what's Michael Cassidy's plan on inflation? Cassidy has proposed $48 trillion of new federal spending. It's reckless big government spending at its worst. Biden and Cassidy's spending plans will skyrocket inflation and leave us with a mountain of debt we can't afford. There's nothing conservative about that, because there's nothing conservative about Michael Cassidy.
5: I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message.
13: Paid for by friends of Michael Guest.
12: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
18: This is a midday agri-market report. After roughly two years of political wrangling, the U.S. Senate Ag Committee on Wednesday advanced a bill that would require major meat packers to buy a certain percentage of their cattle through negotiated cash trade sales. Ag groups are split on the bill due to the effects it will have on certain regions of the country where there is limited negotiated cash trade and cattle feeders rely more heavily on long term contracts with packers in the business meeting senators spotlighted their support or opposition to the cattle markets bill as well as a second bill that will create a special investigation office at the usda to watch over packers the main legislation senate bill 4030 the cattle price discovery and transparency act will require the usda to establish minimum Levels negotiate cash trade for fed cattle by dividing up five to seven regions of the country. The cash trade volumes would depend on the number of packers in the region, availability of fed cattle, and the number of contractual agreements. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network.
14: Okay, Mississippi, I can't leap the Beau Rivage in a single bound. But I do feel like a superhero because my parents got informed and we're vaccinated. So together, we stay safer and save lives. Vaccines are safe and available for children ages 5 to 11. If you were fully vaccinated five months ago or longer, the best defense is to get a booster. Be a superhero the Mississippi way. Get vaccinated or boosted today. Got questions? Connect with a physician of the Mississippi State Medical Association by visiting the MSWay.com.
9: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super
0: Talk Jackson. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
11: All right, we are back.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Everyone, we're in the Element Wealth Studios, Super Talk, Mississippi, middays. Are you thinking about or planning for retirement? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com or call six zero one nine five seven six zero zero six to let Element Wealth help you find your balance between income growth and guarantees. And while we're talking about that, the Dow. Is a negative now. It's been all over the. That kangaroo is getting worn out, Rhino. I'm telling you, we it's got like a some- kangaroo on a trampoline. <laughs> exactly. We got some uh, tickets to give away too. Uh, later on the program, tomorrow we talked about that food truck day at Mississippi Blood Services in Flowood. Each donor will receive a $10 voucher to purchase from either Casey's Food for Your Soul, the Well Wagon, and Deep South Nutrition. Middays with Gerard Gibbert will be there, and you can save a life and get a good meal just by donating blood. And tomorrow will also be our final interview for this sixth. Candidates who have advanced to the runoffs next uh, Tuesday, that will be Representative Stephen Palazzo will be on middays at 1020. He'll call in while we're down at Mississippi Blood Services. He, of course, represents Congressional District 4 the South Mississippi coastal counties, the Pine Belt. He's facing um, Sheriff Mike Ezel, who was on the program last week, I believe, last Thursday or Friday. And that's coming up next Tuesday. By the way, they're scheduled to debate. They are debating tomorrow night. It will be broadcast live by WLOX on the coast. I believe that's at 7 p.m., if I'm not mistaken, is the time for that debate. It will be live streamed streamed as well, I believe, and broadcast live. So I just want to get that out there. King Biscuit asks, is it true that... Oil being released from the Strategic Reserve is being sold overseas. This is something, Rhino, I, I answer this question and, and uh, have spent some time researching this. We don't have the refining capacity in this country to refine all the oil we extract from the ground in this country. So it's not that we export refined gas necessarily overseas. It's that we... We uh, extract more, we produce more crude oil than we can refine, and we send it overseas to get refined, and then we also have the issue of refineries that are engineered to refine certain grades of oil, and much of what we pull out of the ground We don't have the refineries to turn into usable fuel, so we send it overseas. But it's a global market. That's the thing to keep in mind. And by the way, even though when you hear this discussion about so-called energy independence, I know that most people think, well, that means we're producing enough oil and actually usable fuel, I think was what the common uh, perception is, to serve our consumption needs, that we produce enough in the country. And that's really never been the case Energy independence, first of all, refers to uh, does a country produce enough energy in all forms to satisfy its consumption needs? That's what energy independence means. So that's natural gas and electricity and coal and nuclear and all the others so renewable to power, the co- uh, p- power all of our uses. W- with respect to just oil, it is true that we pull enough oil out of the ground every day to meet our daily consumption requirements, we just can't refine it here. So as a result, we end up importing finished – or we actually import oil that we can refine here uh, that, that meets the engineering specifications, is appropriate for the refineries we have, and we also uh, may import refined, ready-to-use fuel. So it's a global market, and I think the delta there is about 7 million barrels a day. So we produce about 18 million and change. We consume about 19 million or so. It it has declined uh, because of a lot lot of – is due to Biden's policies, no doubt about that. Shutting down leases make it more difficult to transport the oil, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a global market, and – that's what we're dealing with. So releasing oil out of strategic petroleum reserve, a good bit of that does go, if not most of it, to the refineries that are nearby because it's down in Louisiana and in Texas. So, uh, and 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 that's where most of our refineries are. I mean, Houston, South Texas, there. Hell, that's the center of the energy universe. So that's where that stuff goes, and it gets refined. So it's a little bit more convoluted than just thinking, okay, well, we need this many barrels, and we take that many barrels, we're good to go. Well, the problem is we can't refine it into what we use, and all that oil doesn't necessarily meet EPA standards. And It's a little more complicated than that. Anyhow, hopefully that clarifies it a bit, but it's not like, no, we're pulling out of the ground, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve sent it overseas. Hey, you guys have it. It's really not what's happening. But it's not really changing the price as Joe Biden told us it would either. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back. We've got the Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn, in the studio.
16: Stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090.
16: I'm Chris Foster. The Supreme Court rules 6-3 to three against a New York state law requiring special cause to carry a concealed firearm outside the home.
7: Justice Clarence Thomas says that provision is a constitutional violation, writing the court knows of no other constitutional right that an individual may exercise only after demonstrating to government officers some special
16: need. The ruling is likely to impact similarly restrictive gun laws in several other states and large cities. Fox's Jared Halbern, a helicopter that crashed, killing six people in West Virginia was from the Vietnam War era used for tours.
17: It is not yet known why the chopper crashed. The wreckage was still burning when first responders got to the crash site. The victims' names are not yet being made public, but officials say they are not locals.
16: Fox's Evan Brown. Today's January 6th Capitol riot hearing focuses on the Justice Department and election fraud claims. America's listening to Fox News.
7: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt, ADS Security, 601-898-3105.
6: Call today. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe.
12: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheese Steak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. We're less than a week away from three congressional runoffs in Mississippi, and Secretary of State Michael Watson has issued the following reminders about who's eligible to vote. I wanted to address a couple
5: of pieces of confusion that we're seeing out there. Number one, obviously, if you voted in the Republican primary, you can go vote in the runoff. If you voted in the Democratic primary, you cannot cross over and vote in the Republican Party runoff. If you did not vote at all, you are eligible to come back out and vote next Tuesday again from 7 to 7 in the Republican runoff in Congressional Districts 2,
16: 3, and 4.
14: Absentee voting is currently underway, so if you need to go that route, you're encouraged to contact your local county clerk, as the initial primary voter turnout was very low. For more Election Day tips, you can log on to supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
12: You're about to fire up some delicious steaks in the backyard and suddenly the wind blows out your propane grill flame. Now what? First, turn off the gas and open up the grill lid. Check your grill manufacturer's instructions for when it's safe to relight the grill, but always leave the gas off and the lid open for at least five minutes before relighting. And remember, never lean over the grill during lighting or cooking. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more.
14: In what turned into a pitcher's duel, the old Miss baseball team fell to the Arkansas Razorbacks Wednesday night by a score of 3-2, to giving the Rebels just one more chance to secure a spot in the College World Series championship. Here's what head coach Mike Bianco had to say after the game. Uh, you know,
12: tough, tough one to lose, but I thought... Uh probably from your perspective and from a fan's perspective, you know, it was a heck of a college baseball game and, you know, well played on both sides and certainly uh, well pitched uh, on a day where I thought maybe the ball was 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 flying a little bit better than it normally does here. So it'll tell you, you know, how good, you know, all the guys that touched the mound, you know, pitched today. But um, uh, tough for us, obviously, when you, you have the opportunity to, to, to you know, chance. You know, to, to win it maybe at the, at the end, um, but uh, credit them.
14: First pitch for Thursday is set for 3 p.m. Central Time. I'm Kelly
15: Bennett. This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit FabRates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Down trees and limbs contacting power lines
17: can lead to power outages.
11: in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning 6 till 9 gallo show we'll start your day the informed way super talk mississippi
0: 97.3 and now the talk that keeps mississippi talking That's what i like listening. you're listening to middays with gerard gibbert here on super talk mississippi
3: Welcome back everyone to Middays. Coming at you once again for hour three of the program, direct from the Element Wealth Studios. We welcome to the program now the Speaker of the House. Speaker Philip Gunn. Thanks for coming in, Mr. Speaker. Thank you, Gerard. Glad to be here. Like your music. That's a little
19: journey from the nineteen eighties. That's my (laughs) that's my kind of music, man.
3: You were just telling me what would the what did the temperatures what did it My register? My car said
19: it was 110 out there, Jeez. so I'm not sure it's 110, but the car thinks it is. It's that kind Ooh, of hot.
3: It's pretty dang hot.
19: And okay. I don't know if it's just getting hotter or we're just getting older, but it sure it hurts me worse today it than does. it did when I was in the younger I agree. years.
3: I agree. Well, you I know you recall played football at a high level. In August, that wasn't any fun, was it? Man, uh, you know, uh, everything was
19: completely different back then. In the early 80s, there was was no emphasis on hydration. In fact, they felt like giving you water was a bad thing. You Mm -hmm. would get stomach cramps and stuff. So they actually deprived us of of fluids and liquids and gave us salt tablets on top of that. And we were out there running around. And, (laughs) of course, I, I tried to play. Uh, at, at Baylor in Central Texas, and we had two-a-days back then. They don't have two-a-days anymore. The right. NCAA has stopped all that. But um, I remember we had AstroTurf and in the middle of the afternoon and Central Texas. One day our coach a frying pan on the field and left it out there for about two hours before practice and came out there and fried an egg <laughs> on the frying pan just to show us how hot it was. And I think back to those days, and it's just a wonder if we didn't
3: didn't all die. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, uh, we've learned a lot since then, obviously, and so uh, oh, the, yeah, different the, the, measures have been implemented that's to guard exactly against right. that.
19: That's just, right. A lot of hydration, uh, given the players a... Uh, 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 a scheduled break or rest. Uh, I don't know that they they don't do two-a-days anymore, I don't guess. I don't
3: think so. I don't think the high schools do it either. And they
19: they, uh, do them at night, practice when the heat is a little cooler. So things have changed.
3: Yeah, they have. For the better, I'm sure. So Mississippi, once again, represented in the College World Series. Excited Ole Miss about Rebels. that. Yes, sir. Big game today. This is and
19: it. and I, I hope people realize that you know Mississippi State won a national championship last year. Pearl River Community College won yeah. the junior college sure national championship about a month ago. If Ole Miss can... Can push forward, and I think everyone us ought to, as Mississippians, ought to be proud of that and for that. If they can push forward and win it, we will have swept everything there's to sweep in the baseball world, and Mississippi will be on the map for uh, a
3: baseball powerhouse. It's unbelievable. That, that's, that's great for our state. It absolutely is. As we of course uh, uh pulled very strongly for Mississippi State last year. Absolutely. It was so much fun watching Absolutely. that. And I'm so happy for them and for the state and for uh you and I have many friends, many common friends that are uh, big Mississippi State supporters and we that was the, great. Well,
19: that's exactly right. And you and I have shared the love of baseball. Yep. I know your son and my son are great friends and have played together and with each other, and have coached together and you are a legendary coach. A lot of your listeners may not know that. Uh, but you know about that. are very knowledgeable. You in fact, volunteered your time to coach even when you didn't have a son playing. That's, uh, that speaks well of you and your love of the game and your character and knowledge, and uh, a lot of listeners don't know that. But I've seen you out there coaching teams that you didn't even have a boy on just because you love the game. So, Man, I appreciate congratulations that. Congratulations to you. I'm-
3: Honored, humbled, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I mean, for, with all my heart, you you and I and our sons do have a common love for the game. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it. the thing I like about baseball is there's a discipline to it, and it, you, I want to see it played right, and I want to see it played with respect more right. than anything. That's right. And, uh, we, and it, it's such a great tool. To, uh, to, to develop youngsters as well, and we want to do that
19: right. We do want to do it right, and uh, you and I are old school. We believe in good sportsmanship. We believe in competing hard, but your character and the way you carry yourself and behave are more important than, than uh, the winning the ball game. No doubt. And I saw yesterday where the pitching – I think it was the pitching coach for the Toronto Blue Jays got ejected at the exchange of the lineup cards at home plate before the game. For what? I don't know. I have yet to, to see that. But mm. they showed it last night when I was watching the Ole Miss game that the, this coach got ejected at the exchange of the lineup cards. The, the game hadn't even started yet. He did something, got himself oh my gosh. we got to figure that out.
3: You know, the one deterrent from craziness in baseball, for a while we're still on that and then we'll move on to more important things, is that everybody's got to go to the plate And that pitcher's got a weapon in his hand Yes. goes 95 (laughs) miles an hour. And at the major leagues in particular, they will use that. They can. But that, as I tell the parents all the time, Mr. Speaker, is, you know, that is the business of baseball. This is the game of baseball. That's the important distinction. So we don't do what they do. They might get paid millions of dollars to do that. So uh, anyhow, really appreciate it. Enjoy that conversation. And, and yes, our sons are a very close friend and uh, you want to see your offspring develop relationships with good people in their age group as well, and yes. so uh, that I think has been a, a mutually beneficial relationship for them. All right, so we got uh, some some laws that go into effect. I don't know if, if uh, which ones you're familiar with and not, but July one's like a, a watershed day for a it lot is. of the laws it we is. pass. A lot of listeners
19: may may uh, not know this, but most almost and this is not a hundred percent, but almost every law that we pass corresponds with the fiscal year, and our state operates on a fiscal year of july 1 to june 30 yeah that's when our budget is, is, goes into effect and that's when most of the laws go into effect but we will pass laws from time to time that take effect upon passage or may take effect on a january 1 maybe it's a tax bill that that you know you want it to correspond to the tax calendar year. year yeah so there are exceptions but on the whole Every bill, uh, new law, that is, goes into effect on July 1. Okay. And so, yes, next week, what's today? The 22nd? Third? Today's 23rd? So I think that's right. A week from uh, tomorrow, is that right? That's right. Is July 1. So
3: these these new laws will go into effect July 1. Okay. So one of the first things you got out of there that was very controversial, of course, was a medical marijuana bill, and you know the Department of, of uh, Health is busy promulgating rules and taking applications and the folks in the industry are busy building out their facilities.
19: Absolutely. The, that is uh, 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 something that resulted from the initiative that was passed back in, I guess, 2019 when the citizens rose up and spoke to the issue and said they wanted to have a medical yeah. marijuana program. As we all know, the Supreme Court set that aside for procedural reasons, but the legislature recognized that the people have spoken, this is what they want, and we set out to implement a very strict, we think, uh, medical marijuana program, one that is designed to accomplish the goal of providing medical relief to those who need it, but prevents it from becoming a recreational thing or abused in any way. Yeah. A lot of a lot of restrictions on that, a lot of guidelines on that uh, to make sure that it's not abused, that it doesn't turn into a recreational program. And I must commend your friend and mine, Leancey, for taking that on. He he is one who embraced that issue, taught himself a lot about it, and, and really worked hard to make sure that that bill is exactly what we designed it to be, or intended for it to be, and that is true medical marijuana program, not a recreational program.
3: With respect to the law and the rules and the provisions, he may be the most knowledgeable person in the state. Now, yes. I'm not taking anything away from Senator mm-hmm. Blackwell. He is well. Yeah. Uh, but they dug in, uh, and, and we appreciate that, Absolutely. to make sure we did it right. Uh, one important feature that we should point out, that has been acted upon that I think was a great feature, which is we extended the option to counties and municipal governments to opt out of some or all of the program and many exercise
19: their option to do so. They sure did, and I haven't seen the latest list of those who have opted out, but we did provide for that, that if there's a city or a county that chooses not to, to to. provide the dispensaries of that they can vote and opt out and many have i know clinton and madison and maybe brandon and past christian
3: yeah 28 or so i believe uh, yeah all around the state and a few counties in madison county my home county uh opted out of the retail aspect right but uh uh decided to allow all the other parts of the, the, the industry. The growing
19: yeah. uh, testing, and, and processing. There are a lot of people who are investing a lot of money in our state right yeah. now, buying facilities, yeah. uh, rehabbing them to, to provide for the growth of that. So yeah. that's, that's happening all around the state.
3: We got a break right here. When we come back, we'll uh, touch a little bit on on tax reform that we got done, and but still, I think want to get more done. And we're going to talk about the citizen-initiated uh, ballot measure process that we didn't get done, but where we may go from here on that. We got Speaker of the House Philip Gunn in the Element Wealth Studio.
10: Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today.
17: Northerner Michael Cassidy disagrees with votes to fund Medicare, Social Security, and our nation's military service members. But he proposes a socialist $48 trillion plan that will cost Mississippians billions in taxes. Michael Cassidy became a Mississippi resident just last year. But he thinks he's qualified to speak for what is best for Mississippi families. Michael Cassidy has Yankee principles, not Mississippi values. On June 28th, don't be fooled by the Yankee wolf wearing sheep's clothing. This hat is paid for and approved by
9: the
5: MS Conservative Action Pact, and not approved by any candidate or committee.
11: Here's the pitch, he swings, it's out of here! Jackson and surrounding areas, it's time to hit big during the grand slam huge car sale. Through July 3rd only, Mazda, Jackson, and Ridgeland, Mitsubishi have teamed up to bring you over 400 new and pre-owned vehicles all in one location. Trustmark Park in Perth. While other dealers have no cars, we have hundreds of vehicles to choose from, including Chevys, Toyotas, Hondas, Mazdas, Kia, Fords, you name it. We've got it. Make no payments for 90 days. Get up to $3,000 in Dell payment assistance. Plus, receive a 42-inch TV with every purchase. Credit problems? No problem. We have over 20 lenders for on-site financing. You can Win $100,000. And on Sunday, July 3rd, we'll give away a mystery card at 1 p.m. Register no later than Saturday, July 2nd. We'll also be giving away a $4,000 Home Depot gift card and a PS5. But hurry, it all ends Sunday, July 3rd, and you don't want to miss the flying opportunity of a lifetime during the Grand Slam <laughs> Huge Car Sale at Trust Park Park, One Brains Boulevard in Perth. Brought to you by Mazda of Jackson and Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Get here now, because once the deals are gone, they're gone. With a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six to nine, breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson,
0: ninety-seven point three. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, now onto the real part.
18: Dino Mike
0: on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
3: We are back in the Element Well Studio, Super Top Mississippi on this Friday Eve. We've got Speaker of the House Philip Gunn. We appreciate you joining us, Mister Speaker. So, um, one thing that's come up in the last twenty-four hours is the president is asking everybody to pitch in and bringing down the price of gas. We just played a clip earlier where now he's attacking small business owners that run the retailers that sell gas and asking them to go out and change the price of the pump today. He's already already attacked the big oil and gas producers. He's also imploring states to relieve and perhaps put a temporary suspension on the state excise tax. It is being reported uh, that he was trying to issue an EO to do that at the federal level, but apparently can't. But Congress doesn't seem to be on board with instituting that and pausing the federal excise tax. It leads me up to the question, is there any interest or inclination at the state level uh, among state leaders in the legislature to maybe get together and do something with respect to our
19: tax? I've not seen what he's proposed in the last 24 hours, so I can't can't really speak to that. I will tell you there's not been any conversation in recent days about that 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 I'm aware of. And I, and other our than taxes. the fact that, that gasoline prices are high, and it's and it's the president's fault, and he could fix it if he wanted to. That's the conversations that we've had.
3: Uh, and I've seen uh, members of our legislature say the same thing. And he's just passing,
19: uh, de- trying to deflect responsibility away from his own.
3: Righto, will you buy the guy with the president a mirror so he can sit look at himself yeah, in? Yeah, that's,
19: that's, <laughs> that's the answer right there.
3: Uh, what's our, what's our president? Excise tax and, 18, 18 cents. 18
19: and a half okay. maybe something like that. And we're in and, the bottom. And people bottom need to know this:
3: they don't pay a sales
19: tax. We don't pay a sales, no sales tax, tax on gas. You pay right. an excise tax per gallon. Per gallon, I think it's eighteen, eighteen and a half, something like that.
3: So we have eighteen cents at the state level, eighteen point four cents roughly at the federal level, thirty-six cents total. But heck, price gas five bucks. It so is. It's, uh, crazy. It, it's more than nothing. But it doesn't solve the fundamental problem of we need more supply and policies. It's that would... basic economics, supply yeah.
19: and demand. Yeah,
3: absolutely. All right, so um, the the citizen-initiated ballot measure process in the state of Mississippi is presently on ice. We don't have one. I know you guys tried to get something done this past session. Uh, we signed he died without a law, without a change. Actually, it would be something we'd have to put on the ballot for the voters to ratify, because mm-hmm. we have to modify the Constitution. amend I mm-hmm. the Constitution It's not something you can do in statute. Do you feel like this is going to be... a a high priority when you return in the 23 session i believe it will be uh, another topic of conversation
19: yes Uh, this was uh, as you know as we talked about a few minutes ago the supreme court declared the previous process to be unconstitutional invalid so we set out to re re reinstitute that revive that we in the house passed a plan that we felt like closely mirrored the way it was before with the changes that the Supreme Court ordered. One was to change a congressional district or have our congressional districts conform to uh, to have the law conform to the number of congressional districts that we have. We fixed that. Another real concern was that any initiative that passed went into the Constitution. We changed that to make sure that it goes into the statute. It's the same thing that the legislature does. Right. Other than that, the the, the process, as I recall, the bill that we passed is pretty much the same to the original process. The Senate who did not agree with some of those things and there was discussions that were had about what those differences were and we just were not able to reach an agreement before the time ran out at the end of the session again we were doing so many of these other things that that uh, we're going to talk about yeah busy session we um we just didn't ever get an agreement on that one yeah. so uh, we will we will have continued discussions. I think if we can reach an agreement, we'll probably come forward with a bill. If we can't reach an agreement, then we
3: we probably won't. I know you've been on before and talked about tax reform, which was a very high priority for yes, you. Sir. And uh, we got something done, fell a little short of uh, the original goal, but I I like to describe it as a down payment on what I hope we can get ultimately done, which is full elimination of the income tax. Absolutely, and it was a huge step
19: in that direction, and I want to thank you for your efforts on that. You were a real champion. I think you got it, you understood it, you researched it, and maybe your listeners don't don't know just how much time you put into it, but you really dug in on the issue and tried to educate yourself and advocate for good policies. And yeah. uh, the, 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 Thank you, while, while we did not get full elimination – the, the, the deal that we did get was such a huge step in that direction we just couldn't walk away from it yeah. so basically bottom line is we've eliminated a third of the income tax yeah. and individuals beginning next year will pay a third less in income tax and uh, uh, well let me let me back up it, it phases in over four years but at full elimination our citizens will pay a third less in income tax that's huge that's more money in their pockets to support their families and raise their kids and give to their church and all the benefits that come from those dollars turning over the plan that we passed now positions us to be within the top five marginal best tax rates in the country and finally we are number one in something this plan that we passed has the highest monetary threshold before you start paying a tax in other words you you make eighteen thousand three hundred dollars before you have to start as paying. an individual, as an individual, $36,600 is a couple before you have to start paying income tax. That's the highest dollar amount in the nation among states who pay an income tax keep in mind there are nine states that do not have an income tax so they they they're ahead of us in that regard but of the 41 remaining states who pay an income tax we now have the highest monetary threshold you keep more of your money before you start paying income taxes so those are some tremendous benefits of the plan that we passed and that's going to work serve very well to help our citizens better provide for themselves you know, uh, and our, our revenues continue
3: to be strong. They are it's like we're going to come in with, what, $1.2 billion or so yes, surplus sir. this year, I think is the latest date I saw from the Department of Revenue. Uh, I'm concerned about the headwinds. I know you guys are, too, the, the macroeconomic headwinds that, that might uh, negatively impact our collections just because economic activity uh, may slow down somewhat. With these but high we're still prices, in pretty good
19: shape. We are still in good shape, and that, that it continues to open the door for us to do more on the income tax. As we've said, our goal is full elimination. We took a huge step. That doesn't mean we can't take further steps, yeah. and so we're going to continue to evaluate ways to take further steps. But with the high these high prices that are coming in, it certainly um, uh, adversely works to uh, works adversely to help our citizens with the the monetary yeah. benefit that we're providing to them. Yeah, no doubt. So, But it also helps them better weather those higher prices, too, by putting more money in their pockets.
3: I agree. More disposable income to offset it because right. wages aren't rising fast enough. Despite what the president says, they're not rising yeah. fast enough to keep up with inflation, so your real sure. wages are upside down. That's right. Uh, but if we can get a, a tax relief at the state level, which is not figured into the national conversation, uh, we benefit here, in Mississippi. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the that's the main thing there. So, well, so what do you what do you got on the radar
19: coming up? Oh, well, we're looking towards the next session. I will tell you that um, uh, economic development, workforce development, job creation are kind of at the top of the list. These are things that are incredibly important to our people. So many things work into that when you when you throw those topics out there. Education, uh, again, another thing we did this year in in the education arena is the, the high highest teacher pay raise in the history of the state we've already had some of our more seasoned teachers say they were contemplating retirement but because of the pay raise are going to they're going to hang in there that that better prepares our students to be educated we put Two bills that we passed this year that, uh, to elevate the emphasis on workforce development um, through the work, Office of Workforce Development. We're doing a lot of things that are focused on job creation and, and workforce development and economic development, which is where the economic prosperity comes. That seems to be the number one issue for the people of our state. So we're we're going to be focused on. At least my intention is to focus a lot on that next session uh i would like to continue to look at the income tax thing like we talked about with these high revenues like we've we've had i think we can do more there i'm gonna come forward with a proposal on on what to do there um of course next year's an election year yep. and uh many of our will be looking at um the end of a term, and so many of our members will be evaluating um the, the re-election. We'll have some who probably every time we have about 15 or 20 that don't return through retirements or whatever, and so there's always a, a new start there. So those are some of the things that are on the horizon.
3: Yeah. Anything with respect to PERS we need to be looking at from a legislative perspective? You know,
19: we've, we've been able to put a lot of money there in the last few years. I want to commend my chairman, John Reed, for staying on top of that. I think uh, PERS is hopefully on the right path to being self-supported. Um, we we continue to have to put money there to shore it up, but Ray Higgins is, I think, doing an adequate job over there trying to get that thing on the right track. Yeah, And I want to commend, going back to teacher pay, yeah. uh, Richard Bennett and Kevin Felsher and Jansen Owen and Kent McCarty, four of my house members who developed that teacher pay plan and passed it. And on the income tax thing, I want to commend Trey Lamar and Jason White, who were uh, the, the architects of that, and, and uh, my, my chief of staff, Trey Dallinger, all of whom, put that together so those people are the ones that made those things happen we need to give them credit for that absolutely
3: mr speaker always good to see you sir thanks for coming being in. with you thank you so much yes sir have a good day you too sir we'll be right back here in the element well studios we got some tickets concert tickets to give away before we get out of here today stay with us
12: From the SeabrookPaint.com weather center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies and hot, high near 99. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 74. Your Finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 100 degrees. And for your Saturday, much of the same sunny skies and hot, high near 101. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since
6: 1871. We have
0: mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993.
13: In the runoff election, you have a clear choice. Michael Cassidy proposes $48 trillion in new federal spending. It's the last thing we need while inflation is making us pay more. To stop reckless government spending, we need a real conservative in Congress, like Michael Guest.
5: I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message because you deserve to know the truth. I have a proven conservative record fighting for you and our Mississippi values. I ask for your vote in the June 28th runoff election.
13: Paid for by friends of Michael Guest.
5: A stronger, healthier Mississippi starts with the right managed care. Managed with integrity. AmeriGroup brings over 30 years of experience partnering with Medicaid programs throughout the country and a deep commitment to Mississippi. So far, we've invested over $3 million to improve the overall health of our communities. AmeriGroup of Mississippi. Managed care. Managed with integrity. Learn more at AmeriGroupMS.com.
4: How can R.J. Young help you? With digital communications, managed IT services, business process outsourcing, and office equipment and technology, R.J. Young is your source for the technology solutions that power your business. For more information and a quick demo of The Modern Office and how it's increasing efficiency and bottom lines of businesses across the country, visit us at themodernoffice.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and
14: you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. We're less than a week away from three congressional runoffs in Mississippi, and Secretary of State Michael Watson has issued the following reminders about who's eligible to vote. I wanted to address a
5: couple of pieces of confusion that we're seeing out there. Number one, obviously, if you voted in the Republican primary, you can go vote in the runoff. If you voted in the Democratic primary, you cannot cross over and vote in the Republican Party runoff. If you did not vote at all, you are eligible to come back out and vote next Tuesday again from 7 to 7 in the Republican runoff in Congressional Districts
16: 2, 3, and 4.
14: Absentee voting is currently underway, so if you need to go that route, you're encouraged to contact your local county clerk, as the initial primary voter turnout was very low. For more Election Day tips, you can log on to supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: Midday's with Gerard Gibbert. It is on on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Break, break, bump, bump at us. Gosh, I can't talk. Bump at us into this segment here. Appreciate that, uh, Rhino. Trying to read and talk at the same times. Gotta be careful with it. It'll happen. Herschel on the C Spire text line. By the way, 601 879 Toronto coach was ejected because he began discussing the umpire's inadequacy and missed calls in the previous game. Yeah, that pretty much will do it.
2: Which, if I'm not mistaken, the previous game they had an ejection of a coach arguing about the umpire's inadequacy. Oh, gosh. Two ejections in two days for two games, one of which happened before (laughs) the game even got started. (laughs) Unbelievable.
3: The best of all time writes the video of the M Braves coach several years
2: ago. the best of all time, but definitely memorable. I would say Earl Weaver might have been yeah. the, the best of all. Yeah, time. Yeah, you're probably right. Arguing.
3: With the Utah, it, yeah, certainly and the with Orioles the, manager with the uh, pushing the the dirt.
2: Kicking the dirt up on the umpire, <laughs> he was always about a about a head and sh- head shoulder than everybody else. <laughs> He's circling the guy at the plate. He's just standing
3: there, the umpire, completely <laughs> still, static, motionless, and Earl just circling <laughs> like a dog, keeps kicking up the dirt on him. Yeah, it's pretty good. Earl was awesome. I don't know. It seems like there's more characters in baseball in those days, right? A little bit more personality.
2: I mean, it could be argued that a lot of that has been coached out of the game. You're right. I mean, how many submarine pitchers do you see nowadays? You don't? Knuckleball pitchers. Right. Yeah. Greg, it's incredibly taxing on the body. Yeah. Greg Maddux. Well, I think submarine can right. be argued would be a, a safer use than a knuckleball.
3: You know, uh,. I just remember, I so I had arm problems when I was playing, and that pretty much ended my career, um, senior year of high school. And I've talked to some doctors about that since then, you know. Uh, what I had, you could you could uh, correct today and return to your career. Not then. Right. Didn't, couldn't treat it. But a, an underhand motion – is actually less stressful on the body than in your body's really not made to throw a baseball overhanded like that
2: okay so you you know that as well Oh yeah that's why if you watch if you compare say college softball to college baseball yeah and look at the pitch counts and the the amount of rest needed for the pitchers yep you can get some of these these highly talented softball pitchers that can easily throw a hundred pitches and then come back a day or two later, and do it all over again. It's absolutely true. Whereas with a baseball pitcher, he gets up to 100 pitches, he needs three, four days' rest. Minimum. Right. And, and it's got to go through some rebuilding that we know today to get the blood
3: flowing again and get the muscles back and so forth. Yeah, the body's just not made for throwing
2: overhanded. Uh, that's it re- why in the game of cricket, it's a straight arm, because that's less oh, stress on I the body didn't, I didn't to think keep about the that. arm straight when you're bowling it overhand.
3: Yeah, but that absolutely makes makes sense. I didn't think about that. Uh, but it makes sense and which is why I think we may even discuss it on the show before, the old king in his court. King in his court, which was what a five man professional traveling if exhibition baseball
2: what, they the could whip anybody.
3: Yeah. Because he could throw it a hundred <laughs> underhanded from the sixty feet that you play um, fast pitch softball from this is a blur. Uh, Eddie can't remember his last name, but he, he was written up when I was a kid. He used to come to town. I think I talked about that. He used to go watch him play at the old Eddie Air Fainer. Base. Eddie Fainer, yeah, born in Walla Walla, Washington. Okay, and uh, well, how many was it with the court? Was it him and four others or three others? I'm checking. Uh, anyhow, he he used to play at the come do exhibitions. The Kings Court four man team: pitcher, catcher, first baseman, and shortstop. Okay, four total. Um, come up play at the air base and i remember watching him as a kid like how in the world you can't even see it it's a hundred miles
2: an hour or whatever when asked about why his four man team was four men he answered he'd been told no team could take on his pitching so he should reduce the roster to simplify himself (laughs) vayner accepted the dare and originally wanted a two man team wow with just himself and the catcher (laughs) but increased it to three in case an opposing player got a hit and he then added a fourth player when he realized that if all three of his team were on base, and they wouldn't be up to bat.
3: <laughs> How cool is that? I, I seem to recall that... Barnstormers. Yeah, that's it. I seem to recall that there was a, a fantastic expose done on him in Sports Illustrated when he was in his prime. I, it was when I was a kid. And I think that it was mentioned in the article that he agreed to... Uh, donate his arm after death to medical science i mean like to study why can this guy throw it 100 miles an hour underhanded like that i don't know if that is true or not but i seem to recall that's from the article
2: anyhow he is credited as a notable work of having struck out six major league baseball players in a row in 1967 i remember that that was a challenge and it was a big big deal big big exhibition on that
3: so, um, appreciate that, Jeff, for letting us know about the Toronto pitching coach. Jeff in Hattiesburg says, Pulling for Ole Miss just because they're in Mississippi is like pulling for the devil just because he's in the Bible with a little <laughs> laughing emoji. I hear you. Um, I I, uh, I crossed over and pulled for Mississippi State last year, big time. And what a fun conversation or two we had with Brian Haydatt. Which, by the way, Brian, yesterday, I'm told, on the show said, you know, he really doesn't like Ole Miss. Not that that's a surprise. But he wants them to win, not for them, but for me. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that, Brian. Uh, man, pretty cool stuff, though. People don't realize Delta State won their conference and made it to regional play in NCAA Division Two. And, yeah, what a story program that is as well, with uh, Boo fantastic baseball, and... Um, What's the coach up there? Mike? God dang, can't believe I can't remember his name. But I used to play softball with him. What a good player he was and a great coach he is. Rodney Batts? Oh, is he the present coach at Delta State? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I am w- didn't know that he replaced. I can't believe I can't remember his name. First name's Mike. I apologize for that. Um, but because Kenison. Mike Kenison. Yeah, sure. So played... Many games of softball with him. What an intense competitor he was, even in playing fun men's softball. Had a good time. Kennison
2: actually had his number 15 jersey retired by Delta State last year.
3: Absolutely should. He's done a lot there. I saw the Barnstormers play the Indianapolis Clowns as a young boy. Clowns had Hank Aaron, Gary Meridian. Wow, that's pretty cool. It's so hot and dry. I Saw a tree whistling at a dog. Cherry in Waynesboro. <laughs> uh, you would think. You would think. Oh, it's about oil. You would think making more refineries a national security issue. We would not be dependent on other countries for this, at least until there are better options. So let's be clear: we depend on the other countries to refine the oil we send them. I mean, they they refine oil that is produced elsewhere as, as well, but we don't have the refining capacity to refine all the oil that we we generate all the crude oil we produce in this country we haven't built a refinery since 1976
2: we just talked about that last week and, and that's not a model that's exclusive to the oil industry i mean economies of scale and a global marketplace have allowed other industries to cut costs like with with chicken there's a lot of chicken that's grown and raised in the united states that's slaughtered and processed out of the country yeah it's absolutely true it's it's just a global commodity if you will and anytime because you, it's frankly cheaper to freeze the chickens ship them overseas have them processed bring them back than it is to build a plant and hire local workers absolutely true it's um, same is true for a lot
3: of goods that oh, are produced yeah. abroad and of course the the tariffs, uh, which are placed on those goods just increases the price to American consumers, essentially. Something else I was thinking about, just how, how twisted Joe Biden's logic is about the situation with Ukraine is, and he's, he was admonishing Republicans that, you know, didn't support the, the funding for Ukraine and so forth. And But anyhow, they pretty much fund, uh, Russia, I should say, funds its war, through the sale of gas, and oil in particular, uh, because it's owned by the state, the, the industry is, the production of it in the country. And, and so there, there, there's an embargo on the import of oil from Russia, presently, in this country, which is, it is true, what Joe Biden is saying. When you take that off the market, so to speak, that does uh, also factor into the price But it was already going up before then. It's just one of the many factors that he wants to blame the whole kit and caboodle on him. It's, what, like 700,000 barrels a day, I think, of our 18 million and change we consume. is some degree of relevance. But the point is, okay, so by doing that is fine, but, but by you not unleashing the abundance of American oil, you're keeping the price propped up, and even though they're shipping less... They're making more money to fund the war. It's dumb. We allow them to make more money to fund the war, and then we give money to their their foe, Ukraine, who's trying to defend their turf. It's just twisted logic. Leonard Skinner bumping us out. When we come back, tickets to give away. Stay with us.
9: Red Hot Savings Red Hot Selection The deals have never been hotter than now At Ridgeland Mitsubishi during our sizzling summer sell-down our entire lineup of cars, SUVs, and crossovers are priced to move with scorching savings right now. Pay only $249 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirages. That's just $249 per month. And with gas prices being so high, the Mirage's 40 MPGs will keep more cash in your pocket. Bring in your trade. We'll give you a top dollar for it. Shop from over 1,500 quality pre-owned vehicles right now at RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our goal is 100% credit approval, no matter your past credit history. Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We're giving you more selection to choose from, more savings, and more affordable monthly payments every single day, period. So come save big while the deals are hot at Ridge Mitsubishi, when nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East 9 Road, call 896-3600 today or visit Ridge Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. c details
17: with approved credit.
9: He voted vote for a continued resolution to fund a government, unfortunately, Planned Parenthood and foreign aid those are two of the things that are placed in
7: there. It's official. Congressman Guest admitted he voted twice to fund Planned Parenthood. His excuse is that it was part of another important bill. And that's where Guest and I differ. My Christian faith has taught me that it's not enough to be pro-life just when it's easy. You have to be pro-life when it's tough. Please vote pro-life by voting Cassidy in the June 28th runoff. This is Michael Cassidy, candidate for Congress, and I approve this
6: message.
10: Paid for by Cassidy for Congress.
0: Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
11: We'll do it
0: live. On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back everyone, David Bowie. We were just talking about him. We gotta play Ziggy played guitar. Ziggy We gotta get that one. What about when he was in his that was in it when he was kind of in his in his weird frame of mind, Star I guess. Child. Yeah. Sun machine is going down and we're gonna have a party. <laughs> we gotta crank that up. We're having a good time here uh, in the Element Well Studios on middays. We got
2: some tickets to give away. Go! That we do. The Twilight Concert Series is returning to Colony Park in Ridgeland on July 9th with JJ Gray and Mofro along with Big Head Todd and the Monsters. Tickets are available now, so all you got to do if you want to get some is go to twilightms.com. But now is your chance to win a pair of tickets to see J.J. Gray and MoFro along with Big Head Todd and the Monsters on July 9th. All you got to do is be the 17th person to text in to the C Spire text line 601 879 Be the 17th person to text the word TWILIGHT. And you'll win a pair of tickets to see J.J. Gray and MoFro along with Big Head Todd and the Monsters on July 9th at Colony Park in Ridgeland. There you go. Appreciate that. Uh, Think about how them Rebels blew a bases
3: loaded, no outs, in bottom of the ninth last night. How do you not walk that off? That's Brad in Burnsville. Not sure what you mean by walking it off there, Brad. They were trying to push uh, the necessary run across, and they did have no outs. But as you recall, they they scored a run. They played it a run. And and then had, uh, what, a strikeout. I believe after that with the bases loaded and then a, a pop fly that almost ended up dropping it was in no man's land with a shortstop running after it the left fielder and the shortstop ought to know that the fielder the the outfielder always has priority but nonetheless he you know was taking charge I get it but they had a collision and honestly I think I saw the glasses come off the head. You know, it was the camera at that point was not really close in the field of view. I thought it was the ball on the ground at first, and then I saw the umpire motion and signaling out. So, I, you know, it, it's. So, guess what I used to tell the the parents who would always ask me in, in my coaching career? You know, how come we didn't get this, that, and the other done? And and I first reaction always is, was not like the other team's not trying to get you out and win as well. They're pretty good, you know. Um, it's just a, a dang hard game. It's the most gut-wrenching game. That was gut-wrenching for both sides. And if you saw the camera, I thought they did a really good job panning across the fans in the stadium, both sides. And they were all just so stressed out. Of course you are in that situation. And you know... That in that situation, both the batter and the pitcher, how stressed out they are. When you got all the eyes on you and each trying to ensure they don't make a mistake, but as is usually the case, pitcher's got the upper hand. I throw it, you got to hit it somewhere where it can't be fielded for an out and to prevent a run to score. It's just hard. But anyhow, coming up at 3 o'clock today, right, for all of the marbles to face the Oklahoma Sooners in the finals. Winner takes all. Which gets cranked up 6 o'clock, I believe, on Saturday. They play Saturday, Sunday, and if necessary, on Monday. Ought to be a lot of fun. Uh, but that's Brad Burns. Burnsville. I appreciate it, Brad. I, I hear you, man. It's just, man, it's hard. In the 80s and the 90s, quick stops weren't even making two cents a gallon, Tim and McGee. We were talking about the president scolding retailers of gas, go out to the pump, do it now. (laughs) Uh, That's just so ridiculous, and it just burns me up like, so. but what you're really saying here, Mr. President, is that you do not believe in free markets. You do not believe in profit. You do not believe in the market determining profitability that if you're in business, you're just supposed to be charitable and altruistic. Right? What about all the people that voted for you? Let's think about this, that are working for those C-stores, because you know there are a lot. What if they just agreed to reduce their salary a little bit so that the owner's, could go reduce the price to the pump to offset it. But they always think, all oh, those owners, they're just filthy rich making all that money off the backs of the workers. But Tim says that was then, not on over the air, but um, said, okay, I got you, Tim. Yeah, he said he worked for folks, and I do know who you're talking about there. And look, it's it's just tough, and it's not appropriate for the government to lambast Deride, demean, insist, admonish, scold. I might come up with a whole bunch of other verbs. People in the private sector. you got a winner. Rhino's taking care of that. We're out of time here today. We're at Mississippi Blood Services tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us. Until then, stay safe and God bless.